This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover, Mashal, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen, week to week. Uh, back this week, covering Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 20, I'm your host, Nickums. And uh, this week, we are joined by a special guest for another one-on-one conversation. I am joined by Axel Blaze. What's up, Axel? Hello, repping the... The, the ball cap long hair gang today. That's how we do back, it. Back on webcam, not not confined to my parents' house dog sitting and webcam lists. Right. And <laughs> finally having full access to my nostrils again. <laughs> awesome. Damn allergies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you were on the show a couple months ago, and that was great. Um, but for people who are new or don't remember, would you mind uh, telling everyone uh, what you do? Yep. So I'm Axel Blaze. I run the Axel Blaze Productions uh, YouTube channel, uh, and I'm better represented by my channel mascot Orpheus the Dolphin from Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin, which, yes, is a Shonen Jump series that not a lot of people read, and that's okay. But um, I do different content on different uh, anime and manga topics, and most recently, I clickbaited people with my latest video, Phantom Seer Should Have Ended, dot, 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 earlier. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a very clickbaity title, but uh, once you get past the first 20 seconds, you realize what the title actually means. So, um... Yeah, just love talking anime and manga. Love talking news, numbers, stuff like that. Because, I mean, obviously, as you know, most people on the internet are just like, we talk about the popular series, but we don't necessarily talk about the other stuff and stuff like that. So, um, which was uh, very, very interesting doing a deep dive on actually looking at the numbers from uh, Jump so far this year. Because, uh, I know people say you shouldn't pay attention necessarily to the TOC because, mm-hmm. you know, just because stuff is at the bottom doesn't mean that it's getting canceled. And that's true. But seeing the stuff that does get the covers, seeing the stuff that does get in the top three, and mm-hmm. seeing the stuff that does get color pages, that does mean stuff. Nice. And uh, it, it's it's been interesting to see what ranked where um because you wouldn't necessarily think that certain things would be as high as they are but right. uh jujutsu kaisen's at the top so i mean that's that's not a surprise <laughs> yes exactly well deserved all right awesome mm-hmm. well um before we get started we'd love for everyone to take a look at the video description below that's where you can find links to our individual social media accounts like twitter uh ways you can join our online communities like discord or listen to the project manga podcast wherever you normally listen to your podcasts like spotify um, also, ways you can support what we do here by visiting our online store or our Patreon. Would love for you to check it out. Um, of course, there will also be timestamps down below so you can skip
skip segments of series you are not current in or you just don't want to listen to right now. And we will also have Axel Ablaze's info in the description for you to click. So please do that. Great stuff. Um, so getting into the discussion tonight, uh, Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 20. One Piece is unfortunately on break this week, but let us start off with Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, you ready, Axel? Yes, and I'm sad that every time I'm on here is when One Piece is on break. Seriously? One day I'll be here yes. when there's a One Piece chapter to discuss, but right. oh well. Not this time, next time, next time. All right. <laughs> So getting into Jujutsu Kaisen, chapter 146, about the culling game. And uh, we start, we continue our conversation from last week where they're talking about this angel type character whose curse technique can expel, um, extinguish rather, curse techniques. Um, what do you think, uh, Axel? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, if you haven't read the rules to the culling game yet, uh, here it is for the umpteenth time right, right. <laughs> to like... It's like, hey, you, you, we're, we're going to go over it again. And, yes. like, don't get me wrong, it was great. Like, we're actually seeing, like, application to things and whatnot that wasn't previously there. Mm -hmm. um, like, it, like it's always great to, like, theorize things on our own, but like, it's another thing when it's just like, oh, hey, here's the people that we care about actually going over these things and contextualizing a little right. bit better. Right. So, um but even even with the info dump, there was very important stuff to glean uh, from this chapter, mm -hmm. uh, and it was really good. Um, and starting off things with saying that, uh, yeah, there's ten colonies across Japan, but right. not including Hokkaido. So it's just like, yeah. well, there goes the the rural uh, action scenes, I guess. Seriously, We're just yeah, going straight to the cities all urban to brawl it out right um so. since you since you bring up those colonies i actually um cross-reference with a map or whatever i think i know the 10 um cities that these uh, colonies are in i'll just list them off um for the uh you know for the benefit of the, of the listeners in case people didn't want to bother cross-referencing it um going from bottom to top um so the bottom one kagoshima then hiroshima then osaka kyoto nagoya Two in Tokyo, like um, one of the ones uh, Tengen mentioned was like East Tokyo. So there's like a West Tokyo and East Tokyo. Then going up uh, into Sendai, then Morioka. And the top one is the one I'm least clear on. Um, it's in the north part of Aomori Prefecture. And I'm assuming Wouldn't that be Mutsu Kenji? There, there are like a few cities where that dot is, but like it's really hard to tell exactly where that dot is. Um, so well, it's right. something but isn't there. So, I mean, isn't one of them... Kinji, or is that part of one of the other nine? Because I know that they're uh, like specifically heading out to Kinji, so I'm just wondering if that is one oh, of the ten sure. then, since that's the one that's... I don't know Japanese geography, right, this right. is the one time that I didn't cross-reference things outside. Right, yeah, um, yeah. But hmm. that's what I would guess. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they do mention going to Kinji, and I wonder, like, is that... Um... Oh, no, no, they're, they're going to Kinji to get Hakari. Like Kinji is right. Ari, um, like the yeah. guy. So they're they're going to a person in, in when they're referencing that or whatever. Right, right, right. Yep. Never mind. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know all the cities up there either. So I don't know. There could be a Kinji for all I know. But yeah, that that they're referring to uh, going to see um, a person or whatever. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And then this diagram is like super, super interesting. Where like even Yuji is like, oh, so it's gonna go like kind of like this and kind of an almost animating for us the diagram. Um, what I took from this, um, and let me know if you agree, but basically 
um, when the culling game charges up enough cursed energy across all of these 10 colonies, um, once it like reaches this threshold it's trying to hit, um, it will unlock like a new technique, essentially, that draws a line from that one black dot to the other black dot, kind of like a curtain or a veil that's going to then sweep over the entirety of, of Japan, south of Hokkaido, and bring everyone over to, quote-unquote, the other side. It's kind of like a little vague to me like what that means, but I assume it's related to um, merging with Tengen eventually. Right. Probably, uh, I mean, because as it is right now, civilians can't see um, cursed spirits. Mm-hmm. So this is probably going to be that that sweeping motion that all of a sudden, like, once this goes through, then we're going to see all these civilians being like, what the hell is that thing that just passed by? You give me chills Um, right now just thinking about that, because that's going to be chaos if that happens, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, just consider the fact that, like, uh, with the Shibuya incident, like, those people could not see certain things happening. Right. And we're just led to slaughter. So, like, this next time around is going to be crazy once right. this happens. For sure. Um, um, but I I do love the fact, though, um, especially with the, like, the cities that you mentioned for the mm-hmm. ten colonies, like, we're, we're, we're essentially getting a tour of all the hot spots of Japan, <laughs> yes. in all honesty, with, like, what's being on. But, like, that it, it makes sense, though, that they're going to want to have you know, the locations that are going to resonate the most with, like, people of Japan. Right. If you have some random-ass city in the middle of the boonies of Japan, mm-hmm. eh, people aren't really going to care about that as much. Right. I mean, maybe the people from those places right. will be like, right. oh, that's us! That's us in Jujutsu yeah, Kaisen! Yeah. But, like, more often than not, it's probably going to be like, we just want to see Tokyo and Osaka right. and that stuff. So and there's like fewer people in those other areas. So there's like less potential, not just with people, but also with like the interactions between people driving that animosity, that, you know, kind of general base for curse energy to flourish. So I think these are like right. the hot spots of like a bunch of human beings, a bunch of monkeys crammed together in one spot, you know, and, and dealing with you know, those interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And uh, as much as I love Hokkaido and I love nature and all that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily, in terms of action and whatnot that we're right. going to be getting in this arc, you're not going to get that to the same extent if you have it in Hokkaido right. compared to like Tokyo. Right. That's just not how it's going to be. So it's if like. You, uh, it, if you want a Hokkaido action, you go read uh, Golden Conway or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Gege, Gege is like writing himself out of this fix. So he's like, okay, phew. Yeah. I don't have to worry about this. Just city action. All right, let's go. So. It is interesting how they um, described like why Hokkaido is not included. And, and someone says, uh, Tengen says, um, correct. Um, it is not included because of the Jujutsu Society's barrier. It has already been established as a vast sacred area. And it's like, wow, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to get more, you know, elaboration and detail of what that means exactly. Is that like positive energy or is that just another person kind of like Tengen that was just able to create a barrier powerful enough that um, Kenjaku isn't really bothering with at the current moment or something? Yeah, right. Could be anything. So <laughs> exactly. we'll just have to wait and see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, going further, we start, as you said, yeah, like we get like these um, these rules kind of reiterated and, and elaborated upon, which is, is nice for the understanding. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about um, this this rule 
any rule number two, any player who breaks the previous rule, uh, rule number one, which is like declaring your participation in the game, um, any player who breaks the previous rule shall be subject to cursed technique removal. And then going over this kind of description of like why Tengen thinks that this this actually means death. Um, like I think last week we were talking about um, like what does that mean? Just like your your technique is removed, you're just a normal person. Um, but yeah, Shoko here on page on page five is like. Kind of going into some interesting um, arguments for why this actually means death. Um, what did, what did mm-hmm. you think about this, Axel? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the fact of the matter was, like, there was always this question of, like, okay, is the calling game only going to be able to be participated by people that had these, like, curse techniques and whatnot activated? Mm-hmm. Or are other people going to be able to come in with it? And that's the thing. It's just like, okay, like for the people that already, you know, had techniques and whatnot, or even for the people that don't have techniques, what's going to happen to them? Right. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to like they have like a, a technique removal if it wasn't already granted to if it wasn't granted to them by the, um, by the transfiguration and right. that one. Right. right. So like, um, but that being said, this does raise a red flag to me that I mean, not I, I, it's not like I'm going into this expecting that like, Oh, everybody is going to come out of this alive. No, that would be the most asinine assumption given what happened with Shibuya incident. Mm -hmm. Like no one is safe. Mm -hmm. No one is safe. Um, but so that being said, then it does make me concerned to see what's going to happen to certain people. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, I am concerned that we are going to lose Maki in this arc. Really? Because, like, the because, fact, because the she fact that she's... Like, I'm immune to this, like, rule, like, yeah. I'm safe. Yes. And it's like, you know, yeah. not really. Like, <laughs> no, like, you can't, you can't have... There There are no guarantees yes. in Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, I mean, that was, like, the, the fact of the matter with Mekamaru. It's just sure. like, oh, well, I have the, the deal, and it's like, oh, you gave me this, and then immediately gets offed. Like... <laughs> No, like, as it is, no one is safe, and I, I have that concern for Maki. For I, sure. I legitimately do. Um, like, and, I mean, she also brings up Panda. Like, right. what happens to these other people? And, the, like, as we'll, you know, see later on, too, uh, it's more beneficial for people playing the game to be targeting Jujutsu Sorcerers compared to other people. True. So... They're going to be targets. And I've got some theories later on with that, too. But sure. um, yeah, it, it's interesting that we go into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to bring up, though, because we skipped over oh, sure. rule number one. Sure, sure. And there there are some important things to think about with that. So um, with rule one, um, the, the fact that people have 19 days to get into the game, mm-hmm. we now have a timeline, a yes. better timeline, an understanding of what's been going on mm-hmm. um, since the game started. The mm-hmm. game started at approximately midnight on October 31st. Right. It is now November 9th, um, which means that nine days have passed mm-hmm. about. Um, and then um, Megumi's sister essentially has about 10 and a half days left in order for her to join the competition. Right. But on top of that, we also find out through Tengen that the the ritual is going to be complete in approximately two months. Yeah. And with that, that means that 
things are going to end approximately in January, mm-hmm. or something is going to happen on Christmas or New Year's. Oh, sure. The, the fact of the matter is that with the Shibuya incident, since it's lined up with Halloween, mm-hmm. like it's it's safe to say that another holiday could definitely recommend or represent another big event yes. in the, the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it's fitting for a, a new age to start with New Year's. Yes. So, just saying. I, 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 sure. think, I think that's really the date that we have to look out for. But it right. is nice to know that we do have a timeline um, and just to see how much has already changed mm-hmm. given that nine days has passed right. since the Shibuya incident in the ceiling of Satoru Gojo. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. No, I love that. I love that. Um, I wanted to say one more thing um, about um, the, the rule number two or whatever, this Shoko yeah. conversation. Um, kind of just going more into Shoko's like specific reasoning for why she thinks people will die or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. How I mostly interpreted this, which, which she said is that like, if this were a binding vow, right? Um, if it were a binding mm-hmm. vow, you you it would be that you couldn't use your technique right like so you would you'd have a technique but you'd be bound somehow in not using it and because your technique is removed um that implies like you don't have it at all you know what i mean like mm-hmm. re- removal would mean like even if even if you had it like you don't you don't have it you know what i mean you see what i'm trying to say right. anyway um so then she's going what would it mean to have your technique removed right like it means like you don't have it like you you can't use it at all aka you're dead or whatever um i the only thing i don't understand about her her dialogue is at the bottom of page five where she says like and i think that means you die otherwise and this is the part i don't understand otherwise everyone would refuse to participate and i and i'm slightly confused as to why death makes it more likely to participate than the alternative i did you have any thoughts on that well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, if it, if 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 there were no other repercussions mm-hmm. other than having your technique removed and then you're just a normal person, mm-hmm. which we've seen with, you know, several Jujutsu Sorcerers, they would rather not be Jujutsu Sorcerers. Right. Especially after things that happened after Shibuya. Like, there are some people that would just want out. Sure. So there are some people that would be like, I'll participate. I don't have to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, once you put death on the line, people are going to be forced to participate or they oh, die. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. If, if, if the only downside was you lose your technique, some people like say, if Nanami were still alive, he'd be like, all right, like, cool like Screw it. I'll, I'll just i'll just sit around and do nothing and the benefit mm-hmm. of the 19 days passing is i lose my technique i can just go be back to a normal person but because yep. you would die the participation here refers to you know killing other people yes yep. okay thank you that that makes total sense now yeah yep. thank you for describing that yes it's what i'm here for <laughs> yeah hell yeah hell yeah um let's see here we keep going we talk about rule number three um non-players who enter you know basically are declaring their participation let's see here do i have any thoughts on this um not really but at the bottom of page six um yuji does mention um he kind of has this like a side comment where he's like oh so so that's the increase or decrease of barrier effectiveness that ino mentioned um where where tengen is kind of talking about um 
that people moving in and out of their own free will to trigger it kind of like impacts the strength of the barrier. Um, mm -hmm. I went back um, and tried to cross-reference what um, Yuji was talking about here, and the most I could find was chapter 94. Um, Eno talks a lot about how barriers work generally. Um, and, and there's no there's no one line that's like super standing out to me in chapter 94 that's like, here's exactly what Yuji is referring to. But the whole chapter is is them kind of talking about like trying to take down this barrier and what, what makes a strong barrier. And normally you'd have the person inside the barrier who's casting it because, you know, it's a barrier trying to keep people out. But if you have people, if you can let people in some people that it makes it, you know, stronger or whatever, all this kind of stuff. Right. So, like, if anyone's curious about what Yuji's talking about there, I would, I would recommend going back to read chapter 94. On top of that, so I'm, I'm thinking some of the explanation with it is that, like, um, since Tengen is saying that essentially you have one chance to exit with it, so mm -hmm. it's saying that, like, um, if you're somebody that enters, let's say, by accident, mm -hmm. you have a chance to leave. But if you were to step into one of these places again... Mm -hmm. You don't get a second chance. Sure, sure. You you came through twice, sure. so I'm I'm thinking that's some of it mm -hmm. with it. Like otherwise, like I I guess there there's still I, I'm I'm guessing that uh I, I don't know I I don't know like once like. I don't know how often these games start or sure, like what sure. even like the because we, we still don't necessarily have uh, we don't have specifications on like how things have started or whatnot. Like I'm right. assuming that things have started. Sure, sure. But um, like I don't know. It, it's just saying that you're participating, but it's not necessarily no saying that there's like specific or whatnot like obviously right. we we know that there are specific colonies yeah um so maybe there's just based on those colonies it's just a, like a given space or whatnot but mm -hmm. i don't know I, I think this definitely we're gonna need more clarification on this in the future and I, i'm yeah. assuming that we'll get it yeah yeah um like especially given how they, they've been very good so far with explaining barriers and whatnot yes. Yes. in Jujutsu Kaisen up to this point. So mm. I, I don't have any concerns with them flubbing it yeah, by yeah, any yeah. means. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely one of those ones where it's just like, eh, it's still a little gray area. Yep. Could be anything. Right. On, on page six, near the top or whatever, like Yuji does ask, his, his question to Tengen is like, about people who are already inside the barrier. So I, I do think this question you're, you're, you're getting at where it's like, what if you accidentally enter the barrier as a civilian? Like, I think that will probably be hashed out. I could very easily imagine like a scene of just some random Joe Schmo like walking into the barrier and immediately getting like killed. You know what I mean? Like you, some some event triggers and then boom, like they just get immediately womp, womp. axed because like someone's trying to like, score a point or whatever. And that would immediately answer like that accidental crossing um, kind of scenario or whatever. But um, let's see, keeping going here, uh, we get rule four and five elaborated more. So rule four, players score points by ending the lives of other players. And five uh, points are determined by the game master and indicate the value of a player's life. Uh, as a general rule, sorcerers are five points and non-sorcerers are one point. Um, and they kind of like are going into what is this game master, right? And then each player is going to receive this shihigami called a kogane, and we get this little cute dragonfly with a devil tail or a little skull face or whatever. Um, I will I will say, personally, 
this thing with the shikigami, this kogane, this is almost crossing the line for me to too much exposition. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't we have gotten this cute ass like skull dragonfly to like do 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 more show than tell? Like once they enter the thing, like they all enter the the colony and poof poof poof. Like, hi, I'm your kogane, and and we're gonna have fun playing. Hey, thing, right? listen. It, it would be hey, really obvious. Listen. Yo, no, not Navi. <laughs> hey. Hey, listen. Oh my God. But I don't know. Like I do like the exposition in this chapter. Generally, like I, I like exposition in Jujutsu Kaisen and say like Hunter Hunter a lot. But this is where I'm like, ah, like I feel like they don't need to tell us all of this. Like show me a little bit yeah. that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is definitely in the, the part of the chapter where it's just like, you, you wait to see that one guy that complains on Twitter is just like I didn't read manga just so I had to read. Oh my like God. I I don't I don't I don't like I don't like to read Hunter Hunter. That's why I don't why I don't read Hunter Hunter. It's right, just right. like it, I, like I get it. Like Jujutsu Kaisen up to this point hasn't necessarily been exposition heavy. Right. But we're about to really get into it, so they need to nail down certain things that yes. we've been having questions on. Right. Um, in regards to the rules four and five, at least specifically five for now. Sure. Um, the fact that people are given different point ratings, like mm -hmm. they're saying generally, you know, a, a sorcerer is worth five and anyone else is worth one. Right. That's not to say, at least for me, hypothetically thinking that some people are actually going to be worth more points yep. in the game. Yep. Whether or not like they already start out being worth more points, which I could definitely see that being the case for either either Yuji or Yuta. Yes, or Megami. In all honesty. Maybe. Or Megami, right. Yeah. Um, but I'm also thinking that like as certain people progress in the game i feel like certain people are going to be start are going to be worth more points mm -hmm. almost like a bounty system sure. um because otherwise like people are just going to stay away from the people that have all these points right so um whether or not that's already built in or whether or not that becomes like let's say an additional rule sure sure in the future i i definitely feel like Yes, for now we're being told, oh, like five and one, mm -hmm. but there's going to be more of a range. Yep. Once we actually get into it, I totally agree, and it also calls to mind for me, like, do curses count? Right? Like, I, I feel like part of this whole game, right? The whole, um, uh, you know, brain coon, you know, turning. There was like the two groups, right? There's the the group of people who were humans that now have a curse technique, and there's the people that like. Uh, basically were awoken as, you know, curses, right? Like half cursed, uh, like kind of like chosen. As like, vessels. As vessels or whatever, like cursed vessels. Like, will they be more points? And like, are, are curses in that bucket? Um, if, if there was like a special grade curse, say if Mahito, say we're still alive, right? And Mahito came in here, would he be playing the game or would he be like just an enemy to everyone and not even involved in the points? You know what I mean? Um, uh -huh. So I, I, I think this also plays into how Yuji is... He's very worried, right? He's worried that he's going to need to kill people to get points to stay in the game, right? Because if he goes 19 mm -hmm. days without having his score change, he's going to be killed or whatever, or, you know, curse tech, curse removal or whatever that means, you know what I mean, in, in this case. Right. Probably death. Um, so I, 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 I totally agree with you that, like, the, the point range is going to differ a little bit. And also, I, I'm, I'm thinking that there will be outs somehow to make it so that Yuji doesn't need to kill people. And, of course, like, 
even even usually killing people like surely self-defense is okay right if, if someone came at him trying to kill him like i don't know yeah it's probably okay you know what i mean they're bad people probably you know what i mean i don't know like yeah. right and, and fushiguro does megami does go over this after they explain yeah like, rule eight yeah but yeah yeah yep. there, yep. there's gotta be there's gotta be ways around it mm-hmm. um whether that means you know uh pseudo death sure or what i'm more likely thinking um which they explain then once mm-hmm. we get to rule six right that you can add potentially a rule saying that like uh, oh you actually uh, you can you can still get a point if you knock somebody out uh, or something it, it's not it's not tech it's not contra uh it's not contradicting the established rule of you get points for killing people right right it's just giving you extra point it's just giving you another rule to get more points yes no i love that so i love that something like that for sure definitely um let's see here so yeah rule six um excluding the point value of your own life you can spend 100 points to make a new rule that's great um i find it interesting so i guess there's like then going to rule seven uh, mostly i'm interested in what what tangan says or whatever or what people ask tangan after seven is so seven um in accordance with the previous rule uh, the game master must accept any proposed new rule unless it has a marked and long-lasting effect on the game. And then people, Choso's like, is that fair? And then, and then Maki's like, yeah, like it seems like uh, the game master has a lot of leeway here. And I love Tengen's explanation where he's saying that like, because, um, because Kenjaku, that's his name, right? The brain coon yeah. or whatever? Ken, because Kenjaku yeah. has established so many very strict rules on the players, right? It's almost as if the players themselves get a boost in their power in the game, right? Because like it's almost like a binding vow to, to, to a degree, right? Where like they're forced to do all this stuff. So this rule seven, Tengen is kind of saying like you can actually expect an equitable decision here uh, because the players are sub are, are subject to such strict rules. So um, Kenjaku can't really cheat here, right? Like he's already doing a lot, forcing people in these barriers, forcing people to probably die after a certain amount of time. So he's he's kind of exhausted all of his um, power over this game, and, and this and this rule actually probably will be very fair for the players. So I think it's really cool. It's also implying too that like this does give them an equal chance with Kenjaku at this point. Mm-hmm. It's saying that, like, um, like he, like, just like he can impose rules, so can you, and right. he doesn't necessarily have control over it, per se, at this point. Because of the scale of this technique, mm-hmm. he has lost certain abilities that he would have had otherwise if he had made it a smaller technique. Right. Um, so at this point, everyone is on equal grounds. If you get to a hundred points and you are trying to establish a rule, it, there's a very good chance that you can make a rule and it will be fine. And Kenjaku can't interfere with that. Right. If he gets a hundred points himself, he can establish new rules too, oh. but everyone is on that same equal playing field of like, now everyone can do it. And sure. the, the game master, for the most part, will accept anything as long as it does not conflict with an already established rule. Right. So exactly. Um it's just gonna be it's gonna be so interesting to see what rules are established, what order these rules are established in, mm-hmm. 
and who sets up these rules. Yeah. Um, when you were saying Kenjaku I... couldn't participate, I didn't even think about Kenjaku even being in the game. I thought he was just going to be behind the scenes going, all according to Keikaku, you know what I mean? And like, But you're right, he could actually be in there killing people and getting tons of points, because why wouldn't yep. he if he can, right? I, I, I love that, yeah. And uh, speaking to my earlier theory, too, of the fact that, like, especially if there's more of, like, a bounty system or whatnot in place, mm-hmm. um, or let's say a rule gets created later on saying that uh, if you uh, kill a player that has X amount of points, you now get those points. Oh, he could <laughs> totally pull another Mahito yes. and be like, well, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, ha yep. So, I, I mean, it, it's definitely, I wouldn't, I, I would definitely say it's not beneath him to do any of those things. Like, right, it, right. for him to completely sideline himself mm-hmm. and do nothing, right. uh, that, like, I, I think that, like, in general, he is going to have a more laid-back approach to see how things unwind mm-hmm. and whatnot, but... He'll step in when he needs to in order to get certain things done. Right. He's not gonna let like he's not gonna let certain people try and derail his plans, mm-hmm. but uh he's not gonna just be laid back. I there was there's no way. Like he after everything that he did, right. like for him to be completely hands off, right. it does not make sense. No, I, I, I especially I totally agree. with how many times his hand has been in a cookie jar or just completely lifting the cookie jar away from everybody's like grasp. No, he's yeah. not gonna be completely out of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so then we go into rule number eight. Um, if the player's score remains the same for 19 days, then they're subject to that curse technique removal, and we already touched on that. Did you have anything else you want to talk about on rule number eight? Uh, I'm really... I'm, you're really curious what the significance of the 19 is. Oh, okay. In all honesty, like, I feel like there's got to be a reason why 19 mm-hmm. was specifically chosen because it was 19 days that you had from the start to join the calling games. Mm-hmm. And now it's 19 days um, that you have to change your score even by one point. Right. Which is another thing to consider is that like somebody could totally get by in this game by just killing one person every 19 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As it is. Um, Definitely. But what... <laughs> I, I feel like there's got to be some kind of cultural significance or something to this number 19. Because otherwise, why pick 19? It is why, very specific, why, right? Yeah. Right. Why not pick like 20, 10, right. 7, yeah. um, something like that? So even, I'm even, really even curious. About prime numbers, where 19 is a prime number, uh, like yeah. 13 is also a prime number. And I feel like 13 is way more. So 17. Yeah, so it's 17, but like, and I feel like 13 is way more aligned with, say, like, occult, like, you know, October 31st, you know, sorcery, occult, superstition, 13 Mm -hmm. is unlucky in the United States or whatever, or, you know, Western world, I guess. Um, So it's like, you you raise a great, great question here, like, why 19? Like, what is it about 19 that, why pick that? You know what I mean? So yeah, that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, again, just the, the fact that, like, it, it, it is as many days as it is, mm-hmm. like, there are totally people that could skate by um, for the, 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 the two months it takes for this ritual com- to be complete mm-hmm. um, just by essentially killing 
uh, like three people, people maybe tops or four three tops? people yeah yeah three. Uh, three people yeah yeah um assuming well assuming that the culling game officially stops once the ritual yes takes place right um which i would assume it does but yeah, yeah. i think it's a fair assumption yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so moving forward here i so here's I, I definitely want to talk about something here with maki here right so maki is saying all right we, we we know the the state of the game we all got our role to play yuki and choso you're gonna you're gonna stay here and guard tengen that makes sense here's the interesting thing for me with maki right so like i'm gonna go to the zenning clan and go and get some curse tools, right? Um, because mm-hmm. after Gojo was sealed, the Kamo and Zenin clans took out all their shit from the Jujutsu High warehouse, right? Um, uh-huh. I'm going to skip over the uh, Megumi as the Zenin clan leader. We can talk about that. That's going to be huge, I think. But in terms of um, after that, Maki says, uh, I would like, you know, first Master Tengen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I got you. I got you. You want into Juzo Kumia's workshop. And, and Maki's like, yes, it would be appreciated. So I I don't recognize this name at all. I don't recognize this at all. Do you recognize this? I looked it up. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So what is this? What is this? It's Coat Rack Guy. <gasps> oh! That guy, yep. Ju- Juzo Kumia, is Coat Rack Guy? Okay. Coat Rack Guy. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, I'm going to make Gojo into the best Coat Rack ever. Um, oh. Yeah. She wants to specifically go to his workshop. Sure. So the, the thing to note with this is that um, he himself either was making or had access to X amount of cursed tools. Yes. Um, he specifically gave um lucky boy i can't remember his name but yeah. like he gave him the handshake sword mm-hmm. um so your guess is as good as mine yeah. I, I i went as far as looking up uh like juzo's name rather than <laughs> yeah, yeah, luck yeah, yeah, boy. yeah yeah um but yeah because the name came up i was just like uh, there this has got to be somebody that we already know right. like so yeah so I'm, I'm guessing she is thinking um, that, like, he's got access to X amount of things, mm-hmm. especially if they did end up um, further interrogating him from when he was captured. Yes, so, yes. Um, I'm very curious to see what other things that he had mm-hmm. in stock uh, right. with what was there. So, so my take on this right and and this is this is great to know that this is a specific person we've already met's workshop but as you were saying right like this dude's like a craftsman right he was going to try and make a coat rack out of, out of gojo right so this workshop and as you said he had you know several cursed tools i get this vibe right based on maki's new character and, and her dialogue here she is burned right she has you know burn damage from fighting um jogo right um she's super mm-hmm. strong she has no curse technique it's as if they're setting up Maki to be a blacksmith of cursed tools, right? Like she's like, is, is she saying like, I want access to this guy's workshop because I have a cursed tool in mind to make. I would like to make a cursed tool that I think would be badass as hell, right? And like, I, yeah. she just seems the type to be this like gruff. I'm just going to go in there and hit some metal, you know what I mean? And like make some cursed tools as like a job, you know what I mean? Going forward. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just going to vibe here. I'm just going to vibe for sure. <laughs> If if there was anyone that could do it, it would definitely be her, given her understanding of cursed tools so far. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I could definitely agree with that. That is yeah. definitely a possibility. Right. Um, or, I mean, it, it's just, again, given the fact that he liked to make things out of people, 
Um, it's very possible that he had the parts, bones, whatever, of maybe other sorcerers of note Yo. that made for very strong cursed tools. So right. um, I'm very curious to see what's going to come of it. Um, Absolutely. Again, the, the fact that we are specifically visiting his workshop, there had to have been something that came up in his interrogation or something that was right. just like, this is this. This place specifically is important for me to go to mm -hmm. besides the Zenin um, storehouse. Right. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like the two things I thought of when you were saying that, right? Like one, assuming that this dude is uh, killing other sorcerers at like Gojo and trying to make various, you know, household furniture out of people. Right. Like he has bits of people now. There was that scene with against Eno, say, where that that um, seance grandma gave the son a pill containing Toji's DNA to summon Toji, you know, through whatever technique, right? So, like, yep. what if they're trying to do something in that realm? Like, getting that DNA to do some sort of seance summon of someone who's dead? That's a possibility. Um, or the other one I was thinking... Oh, geez, it just left my brain or whatever. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Something like that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. if, if I think about it, I'll, 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 I'll come back or whatever. But yeah, like there's definitely, there's definitely things related to, to people specifically that I think could com come into play here. So I, I love what you're saying here for sure. Yeah. No, I, I, you bring up a good point. Like, uh, it's, it, it it's interesting. It, what, what resources did he have access to considering the fact that he was right. like, the granny and whatnot, a sorcerer mm -hmm. that was willingly working with um uh Kujaku. Um Kenjaku. Or Kenjaku. Yeah. I was just like, uh, do I say getu? Do I say what <laughs> I Kuginia is like um but no, like he was willingly working with them. Yes. Wanting to kill Gojo, but the fact of the matter was he was a sorcerer at the end of the day. So right. Right. what do these sorcerers in line with the original ghetto yes of access to at this workshop so we'll see i remembered my we'll second see. one i remember my second one so and i i have a very poor memory of the hidden inventory arc generally right like i've only read Jujutsu kaisen once um i should really go back and reread it or whatever but i remember that star plasma vessel right she died and didn't wasn't her body taken by someone like and I, I feel like we don't know where her body went. What if Juzo Kumia wound up with that body if he's if he's dealing in bodies and, and if Tengen obviously like she's dead, like probably Tengen can't use her in any way now that she's dead, you know, to to stave off his evolution and stuff. But it could be related to that to that body, you know, too. Yeah, I don't know. It is possible. Yeah, yeah. He, he at this point in time, he can't. He undo can't whatever's been done. Undo the evolution. He can't get into another vessel. So right. like they're they're past that point. But right. Right. Yeah, it, that's a good point. They could have her. We'll right. Just have to wait and see. That's wild. All right. Now let's talk about Megumi is now the Zenin clan's leader. Like how how do you think that came to be? I, I assume it has to deal with that scene with Yuta healing Naoya, right? We're like, hey, yo, Naoya, like, you look like you're going to die. You want me to heal you up or whatever? I feel like it just has to be related to that. You know, so e either either Yuta, like, took something from him or, like, forced him, like, all right, you got to step down. You know what I mean? I don't know why he would interject in Zenin clan politics, but that's, like, the the thought I had. Did you, do you have any thoughts of, like, how, how Megami did this or whatever? Ugh. 
I don't. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know like what the uh, how involved he actually is in right. it right now. Right. Um. If I had to guess, um, there are probably other people within the Zanin clan that are like acting as like direct mm-hmm. contacts with him because now he is the only one, at least that we know of, as just like. Well, I want him dead, so I can be the new head. So right, right. Um, I'm interested to see what the family politics of it are. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, he's aware of it. Like, it's it's something that is just more bothersome than anything. So yeah. he's probably got, like, people that are, like, just constantly in contact with him or something in that regard. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I think it's going to be held off again until, like, they're probably in, like, a dire situation or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Megami's in trouble, and all of a sudden, hypothetically, uh, we see, you know, the two other, like, figurehead guys just drop in to come to protect him. Um, the ones that we're discussing with Naoya when the original will was being right. discussed. Yep. So, yep. Some, something's going to happen, like... I don't know. There, there's so many what ifs, and oh, yeah. obviously now he is the only one that we've seen with any kind of movement so far. So mm-hmm. who For knows? Sure. Very mysterious. Very mysterious. All right. So moving on here. Um, yep. So Maki is going to go get Panda or whatever. Yuta is going to go right into a colony and take part in the game immediately. This guy, he's like, <laughs> feels like he's thirsty for blood. He's just ready to kill people. <laughs> And then um, they have the funny scene where it's just like, oh, but yeah. we're supposed to be by each other, so in case something happens, I can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, just just go, you knuckleheads. We'll yeah. figure it out. If I die, then you can kill him after. No, we're, we're supposed to make it so that you don't die. It's right, just... right, right. Yep. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. These, these, these two adorable dweebs. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yep, and then uh, we're going to go find Hakari, Hakari Kinji or whatever. Um, who apparently, according to Okotsu, is he's moody, but when he gets worked up, is stronger than he is. So that's that's hinting to me that his curse technique, curse technique, must be around his emotions, right? Like it's just at least that's like spoon fed to you almost through the page, right? Okotsu's like he's moody, but when he gets really worked up, he's stronger than me, right? So like I don't know, like it's 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 gonna be crazy to see what Hakari can do um, and how powerful he really is because if he is anywhere near as strong as as Yuta. That would be wild. I mean, Yuta's super yep. strong. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, this is the thir- first time that we are getting an actual name drop in a side profile of a third-year student. First time. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this guy fits into what got them suspended in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he is the moody guy leads me to believe that he is probably the one in some shape or form that was the main cause for the third years being suspended in the first place. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, you could be right in that like his powers could be tied to how emotion they are. Right. Or it, it just could be that this is one of those guys that like he is like like always at like a one or a two yeah. on like the emotional scale. And then like, there's that one random thing that flips his switch and all of a sudden he's a 10 right. and he's just got a really strong curse technique, but sure. he is normally in no way motivated to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and which also could be the reason why like Maki is like warning him is like, it's going to be, it's going to be whatever. Cause the guy's moody. So right. Yeah. 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 
I'm I'm very curious to see how he and potentially the other third years fit into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this may be a bold prediction, but I mean, knowing me on this show, when do I not make bold predictions? That's kind of <laughs> what I do. Um, not all of them land, but you know, it's what it is. Um, I don't necessarily think that all the th- third years are going to end up on their side. In this really? calling game, oh, I, I I question if all of them will. I, sure. I question whether or not one or more of them will actually be on the other side or make things more challenging. Damn, we'll just have to see how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, we've we again, we have no inclination about yeah. these, this these third years other than the fact that they got suspended mm-hmm. and we didn't know about anything else about them up to this point. Um. But yeah, I I'm excited. I would love to see it if not all of them are on the same side. But yes, you never know. Definitely, the, the the at least the fact that we don't know why Hikari was suspended in the first place. Like that could be mm. anything from he just punched a dude he really shouldn't have punched, or he like saved some people, but he did it in a really bad way. That could be any from there all the way to he did something despicable and evil and, and, and he was suspended because, well, there's only so many sorcerers. You really can't like exclude all of them. Maybe we'll take some time to like try and get him back on the team. You know what I mean? But really he's evil in some way. Yeah. 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 Like there's definitely a lot of leeway here um, to have Hakari be pretty much anything that we need him to be. Um, for the narrative or whatever, or other third years or whatever, right? Um, there was uh, yep. Miguel or whatever, and we don't really know much about Miguel either. I, I think well, Miguel is, is Miguel was one of the people. No, Miguel was one of the people with Ghetto in um, in Volume Zero. Oh, Volume Zero. He was with them, and then like I guess he and Yuta started working together after the fact. Sure, but, sure. Um, he was with that group before. Okay, but he was not a this. student. Okay, so, yeah, okay, okay. Not yeah. to my knowledge. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a long time, so I read Volume Zero. Um, yeah, the memory's but, terrible. Um, but yeah, all right, um, keeping... Oh, yeah, what do, you, what, do you, so, what do you got? Other than that, too, we don't know what the third year's circumstances are with other people in relation to the Cullen game. Yes. There's no telling whether or not somebody has a similar situation to Megami where they have somebody related to them or a friend or whatever that's been pulled into this. Right. So when you have these colonies over like some of the 10 biggest cities in Japan or whatever, like there's a high likelihood that you, you could have that exact overlap that you're talking about. And uh, yeah, yeah, great point. I definitely did not think about that. Um, the last scene we have here with uh, with Tengen is is Yuji turning around and, and going Choso yo like I appreciate it and uh, Choso being like oh, don't die right and then he's like he's like crying he's like crying he's like with his other hand he's like covering his eyes and like and like going shoo, 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 like just leave me alone I'm just trying to cry over my brother here <laughs> I I love yep. Choso I, I think Choso is just a fantastic character oh yeah yeah he's 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 very multi-layered so it's 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 very interesting to see what's going to happen um especially the fact that he has been left behind with 10 again so right we'll have to wait and see hell yeah hell yeah then we have um a scene change uh to 
an introduction of a new culling game player, and I get immense Hunter Hunter vibes from this guy's introduction, right? I feel like Hunter does this a lot of showing just like a scene um, with this character, kind of like trying to show how are they as a person, right? And, and, and you see this kind of this scene that usually means almost nothing. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can easily disregard this entire scene of this, this boring crowd. He's a comedian. He tells bad jokes. He's yelled at by his boss. Pretty standard, um, you know, got a bad boss in Japan, whatever kind of trope or whatever. Um, and then, like, he maybe is a little uh, little unhinged or whatever in terms of how he views himself and, and how funny he is or whatever. Did you have any thoughts about this Fumihiko Takaba? Yeah, so uh, this, this, this got my chapter black engine revving mm-hmm. um, because it's just like, well, all right. Jujutsu Kaisen chapter black, let's go. Like this, this is this is it. Like when like we were getting introduced to like certain people and their zone techniques and whatnot. Right, so, like, right. Um, I'm I'm ready for it. But there was one detail in particular, one that got me scratching my head and wondering, am I am I crazy? Is 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 my theory? Is this another theory? Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. this happening? Ooh, hit me. When he was talking at the very end, okay, and he changed when he was talking about fifty fifty, yeah, but then changed it to seventy thirty. Uh huh. Did this guy somehow inherit an ability similar to Anonymous? Oh my god, 70-30. Oh my god. Yo. Yo. Because, I mean, obviously we don't know what everybody's abilities are for the people that all of a sudden got cursed techniques. But we do know that Nanami died. Sure. In the the Shibuya incident arc, who is to say that, you know, certain sorcerers and whatnot weren't roadmaps for other people inheriting curse techniques, but the fact that he specifically, specifically said 70-30, like, come on. Yo. Come on. Like, Yo. That was Nanami's whole thing, so, like, oh I, I'm very God. curious to see if he's going to have some kind of ability similar to Nanami's, given that specific thing. Because otherwise, he could have, like, thrown out any other kind of numbers. Right. But you're going to specifically give me, like, Seven and three. Yo. And as and as he's saying that, as he's saying that this is the last page on, on page 19 or whatever, right? Like, obviously, the top left panel, very obvious, um, you know, cursed energy kind of like emanating from from behind or whatever. We get this zoo, 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 zoo kind of sound effects. And then that classic on, on the kind of like middle left panel on the last page, that classic background of that hashing shading technique that's like almost the definition of curse energy is being in, in, in play here, right? So like, oh man, mm-hmm. like, I think I think you're definitely onto something and that would be immense. Like what if Yuji saw someone using Nanami's technique? He would go absolutely ape shit. He would he would he would freak out. It, and it's it would be and it would be amazing to read. You know what I mean? That's gonna be huge. And ooh if if that is a thing, I feel like I don't know. You heard it here first. I heard it here first. For the record, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's see if one of my crackpot theories comes true, hey. and it's this one. But like again, because numbers have such a significance in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. Like yes. again, the fact that we're you know 
not saying 50-50, but again, 70-30. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole character that was around those numbers and that premise. Like, right. I, I just feel like it's it's going to happen. Right. Um, I'm with you. And it, it's, it's even like, in a way, a kind of a similar thing where it's just like, I mean, like this person like is in a, like a dead-end-ish job. Right. But like, oh, well, all of a sudden you have cursed power and like you can do this instead. But mm-hmm. like... I I, I want to see it. Yeah. Now that I've said it, I want to see it. I want to see it happen. And I want to see it happen in some capacity, mm-hmm. maybe not the exact same way, mm-hmm. but I want to see it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about with Jujutsu Kaisen this week? Oh, man, no. Uh, I don't think I do, just because we already just yeah, this, ran this on has been... overload with, like... I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this uh, with the other stuff that we had to cover for this week's episode. Thank mm-hmm. God that not everything else is as exposition heavy yes, as yes. this one. Because, yes. like, dear God, there's so much. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, almost, we're almost at an hour-long conversation mm-hmm. here for Jujutsu Kaisen. So I hope the Jujutsu fans out there appreciate this. I mean, this has been a fantastic conversation. All right, well, let us then get into Dr. Stone. Chapter 193, Our Stone World. And uh, we start off our chapter here with uh, Chelsea and Luna, and they're freaking the fuck out. And they've actually got revival fluid, which is which is really crazy because I, um, and I'm happy to see this because I was very worried that all, like the only bottle of revival fluid we had around here was on top of that tower. So there is actually more, which tells me that they do have like a, a more easy out to revive everyone once someone, probably Suika, wakes up, right? Uh, otherwise she'd have to like try and make it herself. But there's like a whole sack of them here. Anyway, it's just hilarious that like they, um, they have a chance to say themselves. They say like, we can just literally throw this thing in the air and just have it land on us and let's give it a try and they fucking blow it oh my god and just immediately get washed over by the petrification beam yeah like literally like right after it happens just hit by it yep Yep. and that's the thing like it's a perfect example of showing that like the timing on this is crazy this isn't this this isn't the same timing as what they had to deal with on treasure island this is not like this is going like boom yes super fast like absolutely crazy like i feel bad i I get it like they were like ah let's have some comedy moments before the rest of the chapter is just Mm -hmm. emotionally draining yes yes oh my god but yeah, go, going into this ne- in this next scene, I mean, like, sure, Zeno is like, well, yeah, this is very elegant. I love science, and I, even if science is petrifying me or whatever. Now, Stanley, Stanley is the I think the most interesting character in this chapter, and I'm I'm sure you'd agree. But like, I cannot believe that Stanley is like. I, I guess it makes sense that Stanley is having these thoughts of like, either I I don't shoot and we lose guaranteed, or I shoot and it's probably going to destroy all of humanity. But it's our only chance to win, so... And it's like, I'm like, why are you even considering this? This is batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, but it goes to show that, like, he... Above all else, up to this point, he has believed in Zeno. Yes, and yes. like he at the end of the day still can't trust anyone other than Zeno. Mm-hmm. So like it's a thing like he in this chapter within 
minutes, not even necessarily minutes. I mean, like, mm. we don't know how fast this petrification beam is going, but the fact that he is processing this all in this span of time, like, yeah. if I do this, I am potentially dooming humanity all over again mm-hmm. because there is no guarantee that they're going to come out of this alive a second mm-hmm. time. Right. There's no guarantee, especially given the fact that it took 5,000 years. What was it? Right. Three I thought five, it was like 1,600 years. I thought oh, it was. Oh, no, no. It's way more than 3,000, I feel like. I think at least 5,000. Oh, my God. Well, either way, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. fact of the matter was, there is no guarantee yeah, that, that they, right, that they're going to be able to survive the, the Earth going around the sun that many more times, the, the wildlife and whatnot evolving to whatever yep. point. Yep. Um, there's no guarantee. And that's the thing. Like there's that, that conundrum that is going through his head mm-hmm. and he is essentially deciding the fate of humanity here. Yeah. Wild. Um, we, we get a flashback with Zeno saying like, uh, he's kind of talking, he's standing over Senku's, you know, body or whatever. I mean, not as standing over Senku, Senku's alive. He's bleeding. He's very hurt or whatever. Um, and then we get this little flashback on, on, on page six, seven, Showing, and I did not know this, I guess, I, did, I didn't put it together, I guess, that Zeno and Stanley have been friends since they were kids. That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, I, I did in not the same, that. In the same vein as Senku and Taiju. Yes, it's, yes. It's a mirror mm-hmm. of the two. Yep. I mean, obviously, Senku, or not Senku, um, Stanley is a lot cooler character compared to Taiju, <laughs> but... Maybe to you. Same kind of vein. No, I'm not... not I'm not saying cooler as in like, oh, he's a cool guy. I mean, like, <laughs> he's one of those guys that is emotionally stable oh, compared yes, to Taiju, yes, yes, who's yes. just like, I am always at no eleven. Yes, 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 definitely. Yep. Oh man. Um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit because like I, I think this whole thing with Stan Stanley is like really the the main thing of the chapter for me. Um, but going going forward, right? Um, Stanley is is kind of thinking, um. You know, Senku Senku replies to Zeno and says, "Like, you know what? Like, it's it might be a while, um, but eventually we will um, get revived or whatever. And and when that happens, we'll see you again, right? Like, until that day, see ya." And Stanley kind of thinks, like, "Oh, damn. Okay, right. I guess these guys would want Zeno alive. Like, so whenever they do get out of this, they will revive Zeno." And and that's great. Um, I could I could Stanley saying I could lose this game, but Zeno will be revived and science will go on. And then he has this thought, this like super macabre thought or whatever that I think um, very much uh, shows that he doesn't fully understand how good Senku and, and all the squad is. Right. But like he's saying on page nine, like as for my statue, they will hold it hostage forever in exchange for Zeno's help. And I think that's like kind of like dire and bleak or whatever. But he then on the same page, on page nine, right? He says, like, they're going to hold me hostage forever, literally forever. And then he has this thought, this flashback to looking at how Zeno is um, just enamored with this, this like, model spaceship. And he's enamored with the idea of science. And, and he pulls the gun away. He throws off his armor and says, like, you know what? Like, nice work, kids. You fucking did it. Because you put me in a position where I basically was had to say, like, no, I, I really should let you win because that means science wins. And and what Zeno likes is science and I like Zeno, so I will I will be a statue. I will I will let you win. Congratulations. As long as Zeno can keep doing science, that's fine with me. And I thought that was fucking beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, just to the to cap it off by being 
the coolest bastard ever by just lighting one final cigarette before being petrified. While no, not before, while, while being petrified. Like, dear God, the man is so cool. And this it's is, just uh, oh, just interrupt it, you for one second. This is like a fucking Roronor Zora moment, right? Like Zoro against uh, Mister Three on uh, geez little yeah. garden and he's like being petrified by the wax or whatever and he's like well at least i'm gonna get in a good fucking pose you know with my sword <laughs> yeah. and shit, right like so badass anyway sorry keep going yeah no but it is so true i mean a little bit more uh, a little more facing death. yeah a little <laughs> bit more um but I, it just goes to show that like at the end of the day the person that stanley cared about the most the person he cared above himself yes was Zeno. Yes. Like, as long as Zeno could make it to the future in some capacity, mm-hmm. he was happy. Yes. And whether or not, you know, these people um, could, you know, get him back to where he was, mm-hmm. um, just that love of science, not that, you know, de- desire to rule above all and whatnot, that, that's what he's thinking in his head. And it's right. just... It's crazy to th- see. Um, it, it's crazy to see that Zeno being, in a way, humbled by Senku's group and being like, "Huh, you guys, you guys were the greediest ones yes. of all. Yes, not me." That was a very interesting statement from Zeno, where where Senku was saying like. We don't care about ruling the world. We just want to, what does he say? Like, instead of taking the world as it is for ourselves, we would rather craft the world of the future. And and that's what gets me excited. And and that is actually really interesting, right? Where he could, he could, Senku, he could try and keep the world going. He could try and revive everyone and put things back to how they were. And, and, and maybe even, as Zeno, I guess, wants to do, take it over and guide it into... Um, where they think, as as scientists, as as very smart people, where they think humanity should go, um, but they don't want to do that. They they don't want to direct humanity, and so kind of Zeno says like you're selfish, right? Because like we as geniuses, maybe we do have the obligation to lead humanity into a direction we think will actually save them. Where Senku's like, no, we just want to make cool shit. You know what I mean? And 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 do what we want in terms of science. Learn more science. I think that's very interesting to to have Zeno have any any moral footing in, in this conversation. You know what I mean? Given that he's the bad guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's it is just a badass moment. Yeah. In general. Oh, just yeah. Everything happening. It's it's just so good. For sure. It's so good. We uh and just okay. the the, the, fla- the flamboyance of just Stanley like throwing off his coat too. It's just, I love that. Oh my god. <sighs> oh, so badass. I love that 10 11, 10 11 page or whatever, like, oh just so so good. So badass. Lighting and lighting then, up a cigarette with that statue is just fantastic. <laughs> and then we get to the depressing parts. <laughs> Super interesting that like over back in Japan, like they've they've practiced for this moment. They're 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 quickly going into defensive positions, right? And and Soyuz is kind of leading everyone. Uh, wow, like I that's so morbid and weird to well, pr- practice. He's yeah. he's leading them on Treasure Island. Oh right, specifically. Right. Gotcha. Um, whereas everyone ah, else, yes. the same mentality though of getting into defensive positions so that you are. Less likely to be, you know, broken, broken or whatnot. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good idea, right? I mean, like because 
Either there's the easy way of you're per perfectly intact and the squad comes up with a whole barrel of, of revival fluid and we just revive you. Easy, done. Or yep. we need specialized, you know, training, um, like say, uh, was it Yuzuhira or whatever? Like what, whatever, I forget her name, but like the the gal who is very good at crafting, right? And she yeah, this can, is like, Yuzuhira, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she can put you back together. But that that is not guaranteed to work, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're missing a part of your neck, uh, you're not going to be able to be revived. Like we can, you could try, but it'd probably be very gruesome what happens. You know what I mean? And so like you yeah. need, you need to have all your pieces intact and, and assuming a defensive position to make it less likely to break is just a fantastic idea. And then, yeah, yeah like so pressing after this, it's a matter of stability too. Yes. Yes. Like the, you do not want to be standing up in fear of getting, knocked over or yeah. whatnot if you, you are on yeah. all fours mm -hmm. if you're on all four you are more stable yes. as a whole yes so like you are less likely to move and whatnot if you are in that kind of position mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah awesome. but yeah it, and then we just see a shot of the world and the moon no sign of the satellite from the spin-off manga but uh, <laughs> just the the world and the moon. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's the doggy all by himself, and he's he's so sad. And then oh, there's a boar, and and dog's like, oh my god, I'm so happy to see even even a boar. And then they run around. Well, and, oh my yeah, god, they're they are two specific characters. That's Chalk the dog and Cigara the boar. They are named characters. <laughs> okay, I've for, I've completely forgotten about these characters. I guess I wasn't. Yeah, really no, I <laughs> I I knew about them, and I also remember because I believe both of them ranked within the top twenty-five of oh. the last Doctor Stone popularity oh poll. My God. So I I knew I remember. Well, I shouldn't say I remember their names. I remember that they had names, nice. and then I went over to the wiki to remember what they were. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you for that. That's awesome. But, but there is an, there is a very, very important detail on page 15. Tell me. So the fact of the matter is, again, the petrification beam happened during the day, as we are seeing. But, but, in the Kingdom of Science, at the top of their tower, mm -hmm. the fact that there is a bright light happening at night, there, there is activity happening. There, there is something happening back in Japan, and I think that once we get to chapter one ninety four, we are going to be seeing the people in Japan again. Yo. Because there, there. Why else would the 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 top of like the the Kingdom of Science be lighting up like that at night? Sure. If there wasn't activity happening, somebody, at least one person is back up and running back in the kingdom of science in Japan. Damn. It's there's somebody there. There's there's no other reason why they would specifically show right that at night after the petrification beam and whatnot has happened, something right. is happening, someone is there, somebody knew what to do. Right. Through it and it, it might have been through radio waves or something mm -hmm. back Right. Back in Japan, right. but somebody knew, and somebody is up and running again. Damn! And I'm I'm very curious to see who it is. Shoot, that's wild. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, that's gonna be a huge spot if that happens next chapter for sure. Um, yeah. 
And then we go to this beautiful page 16, page 17, where we get the title of the chapter, very late in the chapter. Um, on that day, every human on earth turned to stone. This is obviously a throwback to chapter one, where chapter one's title yep. was Stone World. And here we have our Stone World, which to me is like a very um, dark kind of like, it's our Stone World because we, the good guys, are the people who petrified the entire planet over again. And that's that's... Pretty, pretty wild. Damn. Yep. Um, and then immediately after that... But it's like, how the, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this time around, they knew that, like, this would only be, you know, a temporary thing. Right. Uh, and um, after this, um, we see the, the passing of time. Yes. Um, we see which, like a spring, again, a summer, uh, an autumn, a winter, a spring, yeah. a winter, a spring. Like it's like, damn, this like yeah. some years. Shit. Yeah, and which again leads me to believe that we are going back to the people in Japan first, sure, and sure. that the people in Japan are going to be probably having to do something. Mm -hmm. Something is going on because otherwise, if I mean. If Suika or somebody um, in South America did revive, mm -hmm. um, it, if they, I really doubt they would have shown the passing of seasons like that unless, mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden Dr. Stone is just like, ha-ha, psych, it's a time skip right before we end things. Sure, I doubt sure. it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm thinking, again, we're going to get the people of Japan. They... Because, again, the vast majority of the, you know, the people that did know what they were doing, the craftsmen, etc., etc., uh, and the, the smart people all went off to the other side of the world, it's going to take them a longer amount of time mm -hmm. to get enough people up and running to potentially make another boat and make other things right. happen again. Right. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I don't think... Again, just because they showed this the passing of seasons that they did, I don't think that we're gonna get necessarily somebody in South America up and running sure. right away. Sure. I, I don't think that we are, but I could be wrong. We'll right. see. Right. Um, it's just based on the context clues. That's what I I think is gonna be happening. But right. Um, yeah, it's just the the fact that they're just showing the very determined chalk and cigar afterwards, just like. Oh yeah, we're we're determined, and there's there's light shining down from above, and just like I don't know, it's I never expected this to be. I, I never expected Doctor Stone to pull off a reset like yes, this. Yes. Like this, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming, and it right. just goes to show that like the the Doctor Stone hype this year has been insane. Oh yeah, absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Um. Like, I, I know at the beginning of the, the podcast, I mentioned, like, with the, the jump data that I was looking into, Jujutsu Kaisen was at the top of things. Sure. Dr. Stone was actually tied with One Piece in terms of the number of um, covers slash top three slash color pages sure. that it had. Damn. So a lot of attention has been put on Dr. Stone within this first part of the year. Yeah. Uh, and for good reason. It's, oh, it's, it's been crazy. It's been so um, good, so good. Uh, and I, I guess it will also be interesting to note. Um, it completely slipped my mind <laughs> until um, thinking about it mid talk. Um, 
once they get unpetrified again, if it's within you know a certain amount of time, uh, Senku's lines and all the other Americans are going to be gone. The ones on their body. Um, because once you've been petrified a second time and come out of it, those lines are gone. Um, oh. So <laughs> once, once Zeno is revived, he's no longer going to have the giant X <laughs> mark across his face and Senku's eye lines are going to be gone. And Sure. Um, so, is it, so is it that it, you only get the lines if you break out naturally, but if you break out through the revival fluid? But why, so why would they lose their lines? Or is that okay. just a second time? So, it's, it's the second time. So sure. the the first, like, once you come out of the, the rocks from the first time, like, mm-hmm. from the initial petrification, just because the amount of time mm-hmm. that the, the stone has weathered and decayed over time, oh. that's what causes the lines on the body. Now, because they were um, petrified a second time and then came out of it, as we yeah. saw with, like, certain people like uh, Gen and Ryusui, mm-hmm. uh, those lines went away because your body was in a a better state uh, and was rehealed and like sure. the, the stone layering on top of you wasn't as weathered. Sure. Um, sure. And then they only put on the lines because Senku still had his lines and they were like, it's a sign of our solidarity oh, together. Oh, right. That is true that they, they put on fake lines to blend in when they, oh, that's totally, I totally well, did not, not remember that. Not to blend in, but again, the, the, the sign of solidarity yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, we'll, we'll erase these lines once we have finally depetrified everybody. But sure. um, once Senku's revived, unless yeah, they're yeah. like, let's do it again. Why not? I don't know that they will. I, I mean, obviously, again, with Zeno, the fact that like the giant X across his head is going to be gone. I don't know that he's going to be like... Simba. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah, um, it's it'll be interesting for sure. The only thing I had left to say about this chapter was that um, now your your point about page fifteen with with the light, uh, you know, in, in the tower in in Japan or whatever, um, it definitely makes me reconsider. But this last page of the chapter with um, you know the dog and, and the boar, I forget their names as you as you said them or whatever. But like um, chalk and cigar, chalk and cigar. I really hope that they are the main characters of at least part of the next chapter. I really want a a, a chapter centered on them, like trying to to help out or something, or like you know try and revive people or something, and, and just be a little cute chapter. But if 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 you were saying that like if if there's already people awake, then they wouldn't you know need to do that. But I just hope to see more of these two because they're cute as hell. <laughs> I I just noticed an important detail that I completely missed until right now. Tell me. Uh, they aged. You can actually see, again, if you go between uh, page 14, they 15, did. and then go to 19, He's a baby they boy. aged. 15, he's a, a smart young lad on, on page 19. That's amazing. Yeah, I completely, again, and just again, showing that time has passed. Time has legitimately passed. Fantastic um, spot. That's why I completely did not even freaking notice that until now. Yeah, because right? I was I was just looking at Chalk the dog and I was just like, I mean, that's not much of a change. But then I like I looked more so at Sagara and I was yeah. just like, Sagara got a lot wilder there. He had tusks. I mean, shoot, like even or he has he has tusks in the in the in the beginning, but I guess not on page. It's it's more so like the like the the. The, the not necessarily a like main, the, the furriness and the other he looks more, yeah. more gruff and like you know fuzzy or whatever than than um, as a cutie thing. And this I don't know if this is me reaching or not with this, but the fact of the matter is they also still have the rope collars right. around their necks, right. despite again 
time having passed, which leads me again, once again, to believe right. that Japan has reestablished itself again after yes. this and that they maintain having the right. rope collars. Otherwise, um, wouldn't it otherwise, eventually, right, or fall yes, off or something? Yes, or broken off or something, yeah. so... Yep. Yep. Damn, uh, fun. Nice spots. Nice spots. Turning on my detective schnooty eyes <laughs> mid, mid-podcast. Nice. Um, <laughs> did you have anything more for Dr. Stone? No, I, I'm, I am just very excited to see what happens in chapter 194. Yeah. The, the, world, the world is quite literally watching um, mm-hmm. to see what happens next. And right. I, I think... If I had to guess, one chapter 194 is either going to be showing us just directly after the time skip, mm-hmm. or they're going to show us what happened in that time skip. Right. Or they'll wait until, like, a little bit later, but, like, we're getting something. For sure. Um, and I I guess I'm interested, too. I'm, I'm imagining, then, um, at least for some characters, especially if they got to live there for, like, a year or whatever... Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to see some characters' character designs change. Sure. Um, obviously not the people that went to America and South America. I mean, right, they're right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna change, but right. yeah, interesting to see what happened. Hell yeah! So awesome. Well, I think that'll do it for Doctor Stone then. All right, moving on to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter Fifty Nine. Uh, Mashburn Dead and the Magical Maestro. We got a nice color cover page here. Like the purple on, uh, on, uh, Margaret's lips here. Yep, purple. In no way, <laughs> in no way pink from, a you know, a previous take or anything. No, no, it's, no, it's that, always been purple. Yeah, no, that's, that's never happened. Never, never have um, mixed up colors in my life. Yeah, um, I, so, at first I was just like, oh, this is just like really basic color page. I mean, because mm-hmm. it is, in all honesty. It's just right. two profiles of Mash and Macaron. Um, I think this is the first time though that we're actually seeing the dorm colors for the Orca dorm, which is oh, interesting sure. that we've got, like, I mean, I, I was obviously expecting purple, sure. which we get with the tie, but mm-hmm. the fact that we've got, like, a moss green, sure. kind of, for the robe, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and then you got like the just those icy blue eyes that Macaron has, <laughs> like, um, yeah. I, and I guess I I was expecting more color with the hair, but I guess it's just sure. normal shaved head with yeah. just lines in it. But right, right. yeah, it's uh, interesting to see that that is the orchid dorm colors again. Right. Not what I was expecting, but mm-hmm. it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like now that you say that, yeah, like it's kind of like purple and green, kind of like uh, Unit One and Evangelion or whatever. Like purple and green, they definitely definitely mesh or whatever, well or whatever. Um, so yeah, it looks looks good. Obviously, yeah, like the the uh, Aster Dorm, Adler Adler Dorm uh, is obviously the the black uh, and the red, black and red uh, Gryffindor or whatever kind of thing. But yeah, going I, into oh, I, I can't remember with the the third dorm. Did they ever? have a color page showing off their robes because i i can't remember Damn, i could they could have but i i don't remember off the i top definitely of my head. don't remember and, and and yeah like i can't remember like in terms of yeah like comparing it to the hogwarts schools or even anything right so like i feel like abel had a white robe but i don't know if that was 
just the manga, you know, coloring something light in color white, or if it actually was, you know, white, or even if he had the same uh, robe as his, as his companions or whatever. I want to say white, but I, I don't really know. Um, going into the chapter, yeah, we, um, Margaret just opens straight up with, uh, sounds fa, you know, and, and, uh, I love, love, love the art of the kind of sonic shockwaves that are happening on page three, um, and like mash, like punching through it on the bottom of page three, just, just so crisp. So it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And oh, I guess I, I was wrong. Uh, this is not the first time that we saw the orca colors. There was one oh. color page previously showing off one of the um, uh, the the divine visionaries. Oh, sure. Um, but that being said, it looks like you are correct that like a uh, white was the color for uh, the other dorm. Lang. Um, right, but it was. Um, it, they they just showed the robe, but it was gotcha. for the guy with like the evil eye because they had the mask. But oh sure, yeah, sure. no, this uh, the 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 fighting right away is just mm-hmm. so good, and I just I love I love the music aesthetics that uh, Macaron yes. has yes. with his various techniques. The fact that like with Sound Spa, we get like the the sheets of music that are coming out almost like rolls of film. Yeah, um, just visually is very appealing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially on page like four, where like they're kind of like translucent and like this this shockwave is going past Mash and just like it it looks fantastic. And and this page four where then the, the shockwave is like rippling past uh, Mash and like ruffling his clothes and then. Oh, like his eardrums pop from the from the just volume of the sound or whatever. Incredible, yeah. incredible. Which it just goes to show that like while you are you are visually seeing something, mm-hmm. this is not an actual physical attack. Right. Which really makes this Mash's biggest enemy so far mm-hmm. because everything up to this point has been something tangible for him to punch yeah which again is the the first instinct that he had is Mm -hmm. that like oh i am i am visually seeing this attack coming my way punch it like i've punched every other magical thing up to this point nope doesn't work that way right um and then he just gets his freaking eardrums ruptured and just ow yeah but yeah yeah yeah. uh, the fact oh my god i i did laugh on page freaking five where he's just like he literally says say that again and it's just like <laughs> blood out of blood yeah i'm just like yeah no he literally can't hear so he's just like say that again yeah yeah but, yeah oh my god i i, I yeah, cracked man. up when um at, just after that or whatever right where mash continues to try and block these attacks and and realizes you know he can't you know do that or whatever and and margaret is like I should have expected to be let down. Still, how sad. You weren't the tartar sauce I was seeking. It's like, okay, yep. that's that's one way to put that, I guess. Sure. Which I I, I know from like the, the last chapter that mm-hmm. he was just like, I love tartar sauce and shrimp just makes tartar sauce better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait, so he wants, he wanted mash to be his tartar sauce? Like he didn't. <laughs> He didn't want Mash to be, like, the accompaniment to his tartar sauce. He wanted Mash oh. to be the tartar sauce. Like, sure, sure. What? <laughs> like, I... Like, okay, I love it. I, yes, I, I, yes. I love 
Margaret's weird fascination with tartar, with tartar sauce. But, like, <laughs> that was a weird thing. I, 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 again, I thought that, like, Margaret himself was, like, the tartar sauce, and he wanted mash to be the thing that made right. him the tartar sauce better. But the no, he, wa- whatever, right. he wanted mash to be the tart i don't i don't i don't get it but it was great it was great i'll yes. say that i would hope at least margaret knows what he's talking about or whatever yeah i, I would hope so yes. um then we move into surround or you know sounds surround orchestra and this thing is drawn so good at least on page on the top of page eight or whatever like just the detail of these like uh megaphones or whatever wow the giant phonographs Phonographs, with like the like the extra speakers Mm -hmm. um at their bases forming a circle around and then the musical notes on top of yeah it's oh my god it looks so good Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i i just loved again another great aesthetic to Macaron's magic so far. It's been great. Like, mm-hmm. the, the fact that, like, I, 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 well, I'm guessing, like, these, it, again, it's more so just a physical illusion. Sure. Um, but, like, it's actual, like, again, the, the sound is the, the important part of it. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, to just physically create matter like that and then just for it to poof away. Right. No, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's just, like, this is the visual representation for what happens, but right. it looks so damn good. Yes. Yeah, you, you do raise an interesting question, like, if MASH was quick-thinking enough, in this case, could he have kicked over those phonographs? Like, just kicked them over so they pointed up, say, and away from him? But, at least based on the previous attack, you know, sounds fa, he tried to punch through those those paper music sheets or whatever, and it just didn't do anything. So, um, right. I think we can probably assume that, yeah, this is like a kind of a more of a visual representation of of what the attack is going to do as you were saying so yeah probably nothing he could have done but there is something he could have done dig underground at the speed of sound or whatever and i, I think it's really interesting that oh my god finn yet again as usual yeah finn finn again uh sees what happens and like damn this kid's got good eyes i don't know what he's doing oh my god the, the fact that it's again always finn is just like i saw it i saw everything mm. i always see everything um so, while I might not have looked up the information on the colonies of Japan, <laughs> I did look up the information about the speed of sound. Oh, nice. Dear Lord. <laughs> Real quick? So, you don't know the half of it. Okay, <laughs> so, according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. um, in ideal conditions, uh, so like 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. sound travels through the air at 343 meters per second. Oh. Per second. So easily so in terms the of battlefield in less than a second, for sure. Yeah. So uh, in terms of a per hour kind of thing, uh, for the people that use the metric system, that's 1,235 kilometers per hour. Oh. And for those of us that use American <laughs> distance, uh, 767 miles per hour. Mash didn't run at 767 miles per hour. He dug through the freaking earth. Seriously. Faster than 767 miles per hour. Can, can Senior Pink even swim through the ground that fast? I don't think no. I don't think so. No. And his like, ability uh, is literally doing this easier than digging. It's, 
Yeah, or freaking Seko from yeah. like JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre five. Adventure yeah. Part Five. Like, yeah. no, Mash. I, I, he he literally did uh, a Puri Puri Prisoner. Yeah, 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 yeah. But faster than the speed of sound, mm-hmm. and that is absurd. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. We're used to absurdities right. on in in Mashal, but to dig through the earth, I, hypothetically, mm-hmm. at 800 miles per hour just to outrace the speed of sound is absurd. Yes, like, yes. Uh, oh my god. And then while he's down <laughs> there, while he's down there, um, he pulls Margaret through the ground just ever so neatly, which is just hilarious and amazing. And I love that he just immediately drop kicks this dude in the head who's in the ground. Guillotine kick. Oh my god. Oh, jeez. And then just proceeds from there to just pound him, like, just as, as fast as he can. And, yes. like, everybody's just like, wow, he's going, like, crazy on him. And then, like, uh, like the divine visionary that he yeah. faced is just like, no, this is instinct. Like, he realizes that he needs to do this while he can mm-hmm. before shit gets real and then it does yes now um as we get in here to this end end of the chapter where uh margaret is going to show you what he's capable of and he does sounds metamorphosis you know here i don't know if you notice this but now the sound waves are black as opposed to the yes. white of early in the chapter so this is telling me he literally is a third line boom open up the third line black magic just like rain when he did the third line and his magic was black he very well either already was a third line and he just unlocked it, or he awoke to it in this moment, fueled by the the, the fight with Mash. And I'm I'm hoping he is a third line because that would be huge for this battle. Well, it was already implied that like he would have become the divine visionary in the last round over Finn's brother mm-hmm. had he not decided. Meh. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so we already know that he is of this level. Whether or not yes. he does have a third line, mm-hmm. he is as strong as a lot of the other third liners. Um, and so, yeah, we are definitely going to be seeing this. Um, given Macaron's character, um, I definitely think that it is safe to say that we are going to be seeing an outfit change on mm. top of the strength. Sure. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards either him, uh, getting more of a conductor outfit once he comes out of this metamorphosis, oh. or if we're going the more butterfly route, he's going to have something butterfly-like, or maybe it's both. Sure. Who knows? Sure. But... Either way, he's going to come out of this, I'm thinking, dressed up way more flamboyantly. Um, and if okay, if he is going to be showing his third line mm-hmm. once this comes through, um, then we'll be seeing his wand also changing. So I'm very curious to see um, how that looks. Right. Because, um, I mean, as it is... I, when you're a standard conductor, um, every every conductor that has a baton, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he's been more of a conductor up to this point, mm-hmm. but is it going to take on a more interesting look? Is it going to take on more of, like, an instrument look? Right. 
or something up to this point. Is he gonna? Is his wand gonna turn into a freaking guitar or something? Yes. Like once we come out of this, like it could be anything. But mm-hmm. I, 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 just given his character, there's no way that he comes out of this just looks just looking the same. Yes. After casting this spell, no right. way. Not not given his character. To- uh, totally agree with no. that. No. Totally agree with that. Um, did you have anything else for Mashal this week? Uh, I, I'm very curious to see how Mash comes out of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, cause digging through the ground is not going to work for him a second time. Right. Cause sound, sound does travel through solid objects mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's very possible that, like, if he tried doing it again, Macaron could easily just cause, like, a quake in the ground using sound, mm-hmm. especially if he's going up a power level here. Yep, yep. So, I'm very curious to see how MASH overcomes this. Again, sound is his biggest weakness so far Mm -hmm. because it's not a tangible thing for him to punch. Right. And unless Macaron gives him an, uh, 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 what's the word? An opening for him to exploit or whatnot. All he has to do is, you know, conjure up his magic and that's all he needs. Right. Uh, especially given the fact that he has the ability to create a magic that completely encompasses an entire area around him. Like, I, I'm very curious as to what's going to happen. I think um, he's definitely... He's going to do something with his wand again. Like, he's going to oh. mold it using his super strength to do something again. Yeah, whether yeah, yeah. that's... Um, is his wand going to get turned into earmuffs? Is he is he going to mold his currently tennis racket wand into earmuffs? Like I really uh, hope so because if he does, if he does, uh, I mean, I guess to a degree, if he was able to do that and completely avoid all of Margaret's attacks from now on, that would be a little too much. I think like yeah. that that shouldn't be an insta win just not hearing it because the sound no. waves can still crack the ground. It can still hurt his body. You know what I mean? But will yeah. he use earmuffs as a, as a way to just be able to fight back a little bit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. That's a crazy idea. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, again, just think, but thinking about it more, uh, again, the, the <laughs> fact that, like, yes, it can reverberate, especially it's lead or whatever it is. It's, right. it's just a solid Iron metal. Um, so, like, yes, it's, it's very clear that that can be reverberated through. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, there are... You, instead of headphones, you can get like these like band things that just like vibrate and like through bone oh, conduction yes, yes, yep. cause sound. So mm-hmm. like that uh, that would be like the the simplest thing for him to do would mm-hmm. be to be like earmuffs and it's like yeah this is my solution. But I again I I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Right. Because this is not. This 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 guy is stronger than everybody that he's faced so far. Right. Period. Right. And I wonder if this is where Innocent Zero interrupts, right? Like, will we even see the end of this battle? Will Innocent Zero come into play? And what if I mean, what if Innocent Zero is so strong compared to Margaret that we like see like damn, Margaret is like super, super, super powerful. And then here's Innocent Zero even higher, just wipes the floor with Margaret, say, kidnaps Mash. I don't know. Like I totally agree with you that it's difficult for me to imagine how MASH can get out of this one uh, unscathed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
I you bring up a good point with Innocent Zero. I think if I had to guess though, um, just so it's not just a mash, just winning mm-hmm. all the time kind of fest. I think they'll make an appearance once Mash and Margaret's battle completes. Sure, sure. Because at that point, then they're both in a weakened state because yep. they fought against each other. Sure. Um, for them to get interrupted mid-fight, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would downplay it. And uh, it's not like Mashal is at the same level of Build King where it has rely on uh, the same trope of uh, uh, evil force just, you know, interrupting mid-whatever I mean, don't get me wrong, they're coming, I get it. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah, getting yeah. that right. plot trope, but, uh... Yeah. Rest in pepperonis, build king. I <laughs> say I miss you, but I don't. That's awesome. Alright, well, you good with uh, Mashal, then? Yes, sir. Alright. Alright, getting into Black Clover, chapter 290. Uh, the highest versus the lowest. And we start off with Asta has just hit the, the Biju bomb back at um, back at the Supreme Devils or whatever. And uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so I, oh man, this, this chapter is just high octane yes. Black Clover goodness. Yes. Um, like, uh, the, is, you, you question like, Alright, how is Asta going to be able to take on this giant sphere mm-hmm. of magical power? And then he does it. Like, yeah. But like, it, it, oh my god, it, it was so satisfying for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we find out that like he can actually physically see his self-imposed timer for the Devil Union. Yep. The fact that like on his chest plate, the, the five-leaf clover... Every time a leaf pops up, another minute has passed, and yep. once the fifth leaf pops up, um, He's then done. it is donezo. I'm surprised it's not the other way around. Oh, sure. That, like, the, the clover leaves go away. But I really like that that is how it's been tied into its design. Yep. Um, but, dear God, the, I, I'm so thankful that once we get to the double page spread with chapter pages two and three, mm-hmm. he finally pulls out the demon dweller sword. Yes. Because this is the sword I always want him to make more use of. Mm-hmm. The demon dweller sword is his one long range sword, which he almost never uses. Yep. Yep. And like, he finally pulls it out and he's like, actually has mastery over it. Right. Thank God. But I mean, he has mastered all of his swords over the course of right, right. six months, but you, you watch him use the Demon Dweller sword, and he just launches the anti-magic attacks mm-hmm. at the, the sphere of magic, and he carves it out. Yep. He carves into the magic sphere and just flies right on through it. It's uh, so good. It's so good. So good. And he's flying through it. He's getting bombarded by fire and ice attacks back and forth every which way he's dodging them then he pearls out sword number three demon destroyer and just dispels all of the magic in the area it's just him and the supreme uh devil or whatever i mean like yeah this as you say just pure high octane just like a really really sick battle for sure mm-hmm. oh and i i completely even forgot to mention um we get to with the demon dweller sword we get to see the process of uh it getting coded 
into in his anti-magic for his oh. uh, devil union form um where we get to see that the the hilt is changed up um and then obviously it's just fully black mm-hmm. um but i really like that 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 the fact that we are seeing that process of it it being coded yes. once it's getting pulled out of the the grimoire um cuz i've 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 really I've really enjoyed um, getting to see his various swords mm-hmm. um, in his Demon Union form, uh, which makes me very excited for once we see Yami's katana. I really want to see h- how and why it like changes in certain ways. So yeah. I'm very excited. But for sure, uh, I, I, details like this I love. And yes, pulling out the Demon Destroyer, which I think the Demon Destroyer, I I actually like that design i think the most mm-hmm. weirdly enough like i really love cool like the negative it. space with yeah. the hilt yeah um just ah uh, so good mm-hmm. so good and then we um we get a nice little uh internal monologue from liba kind of saying like man i can't believe like i'm the weakest baby in all the land and i'm, I'm fighting these supreme devils and uh then we get the flashback to asta being like thanks man like you're really you've been one helping me this whole time and he's like no that's my line you you baka um like you were like you were the one thanking me but in the end i can't thank you enough because yes, if it wasn't yes. for you i wouldn't be able to bring out the abilities and whatnot that we are having in this moment like yes. never in my life would i imagine that i'd be able to get back at these devils that have been um you know targeting me for my entire life mm-hmm. um which I'm, I'm very curious to see whether or not we actually get to see some of those other devils mm-hmm. um within the next few chapters or whatnot sure um just given that some of them do have very interesting designs obviously mm-hmm. the the twins were at the the very top like right, they were right. like the height of them but mm-hmm. um again very interesting designs not all of them being like humanoid ones right um which we were seeing earlier like some of the more grunt like ones that yeah. didn't necessarily look like humanoid mm-hmm. were coming out but uh yeah and then and then the 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 fused twins yes. are like this isn't entertaining anymore. Yeah. Like what, why, why isn't this entertaining? I don't, I don't like this feeling. What is this feeling? Yeah. Like you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing this. Like I, and then it's like, leave saying like, Oh, this is fear. So you badass. are fearing us right now. And so like, Oh badass. my God. I love yeah, like, where, he's, where he's saying like, it, it makes total sense that you would never know this feeling. You, you, you are the highest level devils. Like no one's a threat yep. to you. There's no way you'd understand that this feeling is fear. It's like, Oh yo, yep. it's so sick. Well, in your level yes. anyway, yes. You're, yes. you're at the top of your level. So yes. like, you don't, you don't bother with like the, the other level. ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're at the top. Right. Like, Everyone is below you. No one has ever posed a threat to you before. So you, you've been living this life that's been so easy. Like you've you've had nothing to fear before. Mm-hmm. But now the thing that you scorned the most is now instilling that fear in you. Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful full circle moment there mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, then uh-huh. um, Asta is almost running out. He's got one minute left. Um, and then Which kind of the, the, uh, the devil realizes that. 
yeah, the devil had that moment um, where uh, like it saw the Asta's chess piece before, and then I thought, remembered when Asta initially came in to save Noct, mm-hmm. um, like him freaking out. It was like, ah, man, that's already been gone. So this devil is just like, oh, I just have to run out the clock. Yeah. As long as I run out the clock, this guy is no longer a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, his power will go away, and I'll be fine. So mm-hmm. just run away because yeah. I'm far enough at the moment. So and like he can't catch up to me. And, mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh no, I can't catch up. And then the devil's just like, ha ha ha, I'm getting away, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then it's just like, ha ha, psych. Knocked time, just, baby. Yep. Knocked comes in. He's still a bloody freaking mess. Yeah. Um, but he uses, even in this state, he's able to use his freaking devil union to yep. just like. You suppress this devil mm-hmm. uh, and just, you know, reveling in the irony of the moment. Yes. Um, it's just like, yeah, you're getting beat by the lowest of the low, you high-ranking bastard. Right, right. Hey, who, this guy who's been, um, you know, overseeing everyone and, and, and being a dictator over everyone using his magical power, now his magical power is completely useless, and furthermore, someone who has no magical power is actually the one beating him. It's like, this guy never thought that this would ever happen, you know what I mean? Wild. Yep. And then we get the slice in half! Shabam! Like, oh, not a slice in half. Uh, a slice in fourths. Because oh, he's oh, using it. two swords at the same time uh, in like an X uh, cross fashion. And the only reason why I even realize this is because immediately after, when they separate, oh, yeah. each of them is carrying a sword in one hand. Yo, nice spot. I totally did not, totally did not see that. It's even hard for me to see. Can we, can we see the slashes on, on 1415 on, on the big panel? Is one is um, one kind of going left to right, or is that just like energy lightning out? So you can yeah. So um, it's through the midsection. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that there's a bit of a gap uh, in like the stomach, and like you sure. can you can see so you can see the line on page uh, on the double spread of page fourteen fifteen. Mm-hmm. The the midsection line is a bit thicker compared to the thin line going down. Um, sure through like the top mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. but i mean that being said at the same time too like asta is not going to do like a cross motion if he's only right. using one sword in that moment right um but yeah it uh yeah it's well, so yeah, def- definitely on page so 16 the the devil is in multiple pieces uh definitely as if it was cut through the middle up and down and also through the middle left to right um its arms are in two pieces its body is kind of like breaking apart or whatever so yeah yeah great great spot i thought it was just one slash yeah. right up and down the middle um uh, so and i just realized too so um when he called out um the what sword was it the demon destroyer sword mm-hmm. um like the demon destroyer sword was always in his left hand and then the uh, demon dweller was in his right hand. Ah. So, like, up, like looking at the details, you can actually see leading up to these pages that he's got both swords in his hand. Sure. Um, like, he never swapped them out. He just mm-hmm. brought out a second one. Sure. Um, but, yeah, and then once uh, the devil union uh, form 
ends, mm -hmm. uh, then the, the swords go back to their normal, like, decayed state, non-Devil Union forms. Right. But, yep. um, no, it's just great. And not to mention uh, another detail I love with this, the fact that, again, that, like, uh, each one of them is carrying a sword. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Asta is carrying one sword with his left hand, and Lieb is carrying one sword with his right hand. Yes, yes. The right hand that he took from Asta. So, like, oh, I, I love... Oh, good one! Like, I, uh, I just... The, the detail work with this was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, from start to finish, and just... Uh, so, so good. And a nice little, so uh, good. nice little wrist, a forearm bump between these two brothers, essentially, and uh, just celebrating their victory. Do you think that this devil is out of here? Do you think this devil's dead? Oh man, that is a very good question. Because <laughs> so, like, I think the specifically the reason why they did they cut it into fourths rather than just in halves was because at, at the start. They were two halves that fused together. So if you just split it down in half, like, oh, we're 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 back into two again. But right. the fact that they were cut down the midsection, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I'd like to say that it is gonna be dead. Mm -hmm. Um, but you never know. I think we might get certain words and like it's death thralls. Oh sure, sure. Um. But I think just given the buildup that we've seen, I want to say that, yes, it will be dead. But we've got major implications here with these first two devils, um, which, I'll get to, I'll, which I'll get into. But if you have anything to say first, I'll no, get in there. By get in all there. means. OK, so fact of the matter is these devils were, again, from level one. Yes. <laughs> First level. There are seven. Seven levels that the Tree of Cleefoth is trying to access into the human world. And as it was, Asta, at least up to this point, was the only one that could finish off this devil. Right. And even then... It, it was technically a challenge because he, I mean, well, granted the fact that like he had to even get there while he was in Devil Union form, so it's sure. not like he even had all five minutes to face it. Right. And yes, maybe the time will get extended later on, but I mean, at the same time, why would you mess with something that works so well when it has the five-leaf clover design to just throw that away right away would right. be really dumb so i don't i don't want that to happen right. but um asa was the only one that was able to put up a legitimate fight against these demons mm -hmm. not even knocked who has four different devil contracts could even put it like a freaking scratch on this thing yeah um not to mention everyone is already having just a hell of a time well, at least the ones that initially went in are having a hell of a time facing off against the Dark Triad mm -hmm. um, that have gotten a devil boost thanks to the ritual having already started. So, uh, it is going to be a long and difficult road mm -hmm. ahead of them. There is going to be a lot of 
tagouts so they can get through the various rosters of magic users in order to fight these things. Mm-hmm. But like, I, the, I'm very curious to see how the pacing unfolds at this point. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, like, we're like all in. All chips are on the table. Like almost, almost everybody and their grandma at this point is in the Spade Kingdom fighting again as the the first part of the ritual has unfolded right like how are we how are we going to navigate through these other six parts especially given that a lot of people are already injured yes the the revert reserves are coming through like last chapter we finally saw magna and um Zora show up, and I was like, I've been waiting for you two for so long. But, like, I, I I legitimately am just like, oh, man, we already had a lot of problems to the Dark Triad and this these two demons from the first level. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a wild ride, and I, 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 I'm very curious as to what the pacing's gonna be like. This is right. very different compared to the elf invasion arc where there were certain steps but they had to get from point a to point b and then to point c and then developments happened and point c changed from point c to point three um when things got flipped on its head um compared to now where we're more we're on more of a timetable yes in comparison which Mm -hmm. is very very different in right. comparison, so mm-hmm. I, oh. I, de- I definitely, I, I definitely don't think. I don't. It's hard. It's hard to imagine that they'll get to the bottom. You know what I mean? Because, like, as you say, like these two uh, leaders of of the first level were already so strong that it seems like no one else would be able to even be in play here, uh, besides Asta. And so, going deeper, it's like wouldn't they get stronger? And then it just seems like more and more unlikely that anyone's going to be able to do anything, including Asta, right? Like if he only if he took four minutes or whatever to beat this one, clearly um, he needs all the time he can get, right? So it's it, as you say, it'll be very interesting to see how this unfolds because um, it, the the power scaling and and how if that's going to be uh, something that makes sense or is is somehow you know broken you know what i mean um as we go deeper into these levels and like it it, will will the um kind of the goal or the thing they're trying to do change like should they just go immediately to morris and just kill morris and and stop the ritual and can they even do that how strong is morris given his like you know devil union contract or whatever like uh, dante and the rest of them um and of course you know you know is like where's you know Obviously, you know is going to be a big part of of this arc, being you know the inheritor of the Spade Kingdom or whatever prince. Um, he's over there being loved by Mana. <laughs> yes, yes. But, just, he's, but will just, just over there? Will, will the Mana loving him let him beat a devil? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like uh, I mean, like he was already he was already winning mm-hmm. prior to the ritual being started, mm-hmm. um, and then Bone Boy being like, ha ha. I am healed. Right. Um, so, like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's again. That's why I'm like, oh man, like, what, what, what kind of phases are we gonna be in? On top of that, too, um, location-wise, like, it, we're already in a location, and this is supposedly the location where the ritual is happening. But 
how are things going to change in that regard too? Because staying in one location for X amount of time can become stale. So like, I think it's very possible even that like once this ritual starts, um, it's, it's very possible that Yami and, um, Vengeance could be getting pulled down level by oh, level oh, and by level to fight in the underworld. Oh, dang. Possibly. That I would mean, that's, spice it up. That would spice it up quite a bit. Right. And that would that would allow for the location change. because yep. It's not like yep. they're going to be able to like, Haha, we just moved it to a different part of the Spade Kingdom. Right. I don't think that they would. But right. um, I think that would allow for, again, similar to like the elf invasion art. Um, changing the locale in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. while not necessarily like changing it changing it dimensionally rather than yeah, uh, yeah. like laterally I guess yeah yeah but, yeah 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 um, I see what you mean I see what you mean yeah hmm. yeah because otherwise too like again and this would allow them to especially if they have to keep moving down or whatever right. through the different levels it mm-hmm. would allow them to have essentially breathing room between fights or stages of the ritual um, for it to take place. Um, I could be very wrong, but again, (laughs) like at a certain point, especially if this ritual is taking place for however many days, because Morris is speeding things up uh, at any given point, you're going to like, you'll know like, Oh, Hey, the ritual is in this location. If we keep pressing on for X amount of time, eventually we're going to get there. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what I would like to see. Not necessarily what we will see, but right. um, when you got a Black Clover fan on here, I got to theorize. I got to I gotta throw out something to the people out yes, there. Yes, yes. Like, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying for you. <laughs> well, I think we all greatly appreciate it. Uh, did you have anything else for Black Clover? Uh, I, I don't think at this time I do, I, I, I'm appreciating that this relationship between Asta and Lieb is already, um, growing yeah. as it is. Yep. Um, and, and for the people that might be like, oh, like this is going too fast. Like they've only just known each other technically for like a week or something. And this is like, have you read Black Clover before? That. It's pretty fast paced. Uh, right. Well, but on top of that too, like again. Lieb has been there with him. Yes, the whole time. The entire right? time that yeah. he's had the grimoire. Yeah. The entire time. Lieb had this backstory with Asta's mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, there is that history there. Right. Like, up to this point, there has been a lot of repression of emotions and whatnot. Like, yes. a repression of even the thought of working together with Asta. But this common goal and whatnot, it's, it's really, it's not as fast as you would think just given the history that they technically have together at this point. Right. They've been together for a long enough point. This is it's just one of those things where it's just like Asta realizes that Lieb is more of a person than he previously thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lieb, again, is just throwing away these previous notions that he had and is actually putting his trust in Asta. And it's showing results. Yes. That's the big thing, is that like Lieb is finally getting to like follow through with the desires that he's had. And Asa is the one that has been making these things come to fruition. Yes. So for anyone, like I get it. Black Clover has a fast pace. MHA does too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of modern shonen 
compared to the previous shonen, yes, are very fast paced. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can conclude an entire arc in either Black Clover or MHA in the span of a single course anime. Yes. Compared right. to like right. the Naruto tuning exam that lasted forever. Right. Like it's very different, but mm-hmm. in comparison, no, it might seem fast paced, but it's been there from the get go. Right. And I, I'm appreciating it. Yes. I, I appreciate again, all the details in this. And um, the, the fact that like one last thing on the chapter itself, sure, sure. um, I cannot help but appreciate the sheer amount of double-page spreads that was in this 15-page chapter. And I get it. Mm. Black Clover is short. But it had four double-page spreads, yeah. or at least double-page paneling, yep, yep. in the entire 15 pages. Yeah. Feels good. That's Looks pretty good. damn impressive. Yeah. It, yeah like, yeah. say what you will, but Tabata's art, it is good. So. Oh, yeah. That's never been the problem, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's awesome. all I got to say about that. Hell yeah. All right, getting into our final chapter of the night, given that One Piece is on break this week. Let's go with My Hero Academia, chapter 309, Can't Be a Child Anymore. And and we start the chapter with Deku having captured Muscular, a.k.a. Jailbreaker. And I love that they did not have this fight drag on forever, right? Like, Muscular is yeah. not the, the main villain. And it's totally fine, in my opinion, to just have this wrapped up one chapter, done and done, and and let's move on to something else, right? So, how do you feel about this chapter? Yeah. So to start off with, I agree. Um, the fact of the matter is that the reason why muscular was used to start things off with this arc is to show the growth that Midoriya has had. Yes. From his first fight with him to now, mm-hmm. it's important to show that, like especially given the path that he's currently on, if this fight would have drawn on long, any longer than it did, it would go to show that he really is not up to snuff to where he needs to be in order for him to take on Shigaraki down the line. Mm-hmm. Back to the matter, like, th- that's just how it is. Um, I, I, I'm still not a fan of the name Jailbreaker sure. that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's like it's not like he's the only one that broke out of jail. So right. why is he the one being addressed that way? Right. Unless it's a translation thing, I don't know. I I don't read for my hero. I stick to the officials. I don't. This is yeah. one that I thankfully don't normally have to deal deal with spoilers. But I digress. Right. Um. And I think it's interesting that like uh the first people that we see are the only two other people that have names and faces from Yo's school from <laughs> the the license exam thing. Right, so I was just right. like, all right, these guys look familiar. I'm going to go over to the wiki. And I was like, yeah, sure enough. Those two, Yo and his girlfriend, are the only four people that actually had names and faces from that arc. So sure, sure. I love, God, love the fact that one of them is named Mr. Smith. So it's just like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it's love- great. Do, do you know any other details about these two? I did not look them up. I, I didn't really care to. They didn't seem like super important characters, but it, do they say their powers or anything? Um, well, one of them is named Boomerang Man. That so, one, yeah, that one I can kind of imagine what his power is. Um, what, what the heck is the deal with Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith, I didn't look it up. Um, okay. I'm guessing, if I had to guess, though, just given his exterior, he's got some kind of reinforcement quirk. I could sure. be very wrong. Right, right. I didn't look it up, and I, I was just more so just making sure, like, 
Oh yeah, these like these guys were from the same school and yeah. whatnot. So right, right. right. Um, but at the same time, I was also like, from what I can remember, I was like, Yo is the only one that had a decent enough power, especially considering the one girl is telescopic and can just <laughs> put herself into her body and right. just like, yep, yep. Why? <laughs> Um, well, we get a nice, uh, a, a very touching scene as as these uh, kind of civilians actually come out with like a support item, like this kind of floating. Um, is it a floating? It, it, I guess they're holding it. They don't seem like they're holding it very much. I, I think this is like a floating kind of a gurney or whatever you call this thing that they're putting Yo on 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 page two. Regardless, it's it's nice to see that they're like helping out and they don't want people to die either. Um, they just didn't want to be told what to do. So it'll, it'll be interesting if they actually do go back to the um, to the school to be protected after this, given that they yeah. probably otherwise would have been completely annihilated by by muscular or whatever. <laughs> right. And the fact of the matter is, I said, you know, yeah, and, and I guess we can at least hear you out. Yes. From here. Yes. Again, they realize it's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe they didn't save us, but whoever saved him did save us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and then Yo just like waking up in a haze, and he's just like, "That guy was kind of like that one guy, but he's got a completely different vibe from when he was just a little weenie hut junior boy." <laughs> yep, yep, I love that too. So good. Um, and then yeah, Deku just like drops down right at a police station, and is like, "Hey, Yo, you got something to hold this guy? You got an Iron Maiden here, right? All right, well, bye. I got shit to do." Yep. <laughs> Which okay. I I'm fascinated by that, like because obviously an Iron Maiden mm-hmm. is like a torture device sure. from medieval times, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. just like a metal human-like coffin with mm-hmm. spikes on the inside. So right. I'm and unfortunately we didn't get to see right what they were, but I'm very curious to see um, what those are in relation to like quirk suppression and right. whatnot. Right. Very curious about that, and yep. very sad that we didn't get to see it, but it's just like, ha-ha, I'm here, now I'm gone, and yeah. that's more or less just Midoriya in the chapter. It's just like, I'm here, and now I'm gone, <laughs> and now I'm here, and now I'm gone again. And just like, I, I think zip, we zip, can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can assume that the Iron Maiden here is is not like a traditional torture device with the spikes in the middle or whatever. Like that seems inhumane relative to how um, heroes seem to operate. They don't like to kill people. They like to hand them off to the cops or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if it's like we've seen, say, um, uh, all for one. Um, he's been like tied up in kind of a straight jacket, kind of very secure looking metal thing. Is Is that an Iron Maiden? Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I, I wish we would have been at least able to see like a panel of one or something just to get a better picture of what that would entail. But something we can presume that, that can even hold muscular here, which is quite a feat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Deku jumping back, uh, getting on his telephone, talking to All Might, who apparently has been delegated to the uh, getaway driver. But um, a, a cool a cool scene with them in this alleyway where they're talking about this like support item and stuff. Very cool. Don't forget the fact that he says, all right, the fourth is quieted down, which the uh, fourth yes. was the danger sense. The, yeah, spider sense, so, right. um, thanks to that now quieting down because muscular is gone. He's like, all right, there's no immediate danger in my immediate surroundings. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I still can't get over the way that his costume 
looks now, mm -hmm. especially since we're going for more of the negative eyes compared yep. to what it was previously, where it was just like the the bright eyes, like looking yeah. at people and whatnot, and yep. just like oh my god, I, I love the like the vigilante ish look that he has, and yep. um, I, I will say it's also interesting. It looks like at least in looking throughout like other parts of uh, the chapter and whatnot, I think. They yeah they all have like the the same phone design. I think it's um, Endeavor. Like there's this E on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's, it must e. be some special communicator from Endeavor's group or something. Yeah, or the E uh, is in reference to some brand that I I just don't know, like some fake brand in in the you know universe or something. But yeah, I think Endeavor yeah, either or yeah right. But the fact that like it's the it's the same phone throughout the series or not the series um throughout. The episode. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Episode, freaking chapter. Oh my god! I knew what, I, you, I knew what you meant. I'm losing it, but uh, <laughs> I like that. That is a, a tiny detail that goes on throughout. So that's kind of right. neat. Um, but yeah, the the fact that like God All Might's just meeting him in a freaking alleyway, mm -hmm. and he's got his sunglasses on, and just like just waiting for like the hero landing, and just like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, and then we get explanations on some of the stuff that he's wearing which yeah. is cool yeah very cool like uh you know this mid gauntlet compression support item that obviously is super useful in keeping his you know bones intact or whatever um very very cool it, it makes a lot of sense um that he's able to do this i i guess i'm, I'm still i'm still waiting for him to have a kind of um a healing factor kind of quirk you know what i mean because like i guess they in this chapter we do get exposition that at the hospital you know they did heal him. Um, they told him, you know, it's super lucky that you got hurt in a subtly different way than before. Otherwise, you would be probably paralyzed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's pretty convenient. It's pretty convenient that he is just able to keep going. You know what I mean? After that battle with with Shigaraki or whatever. Yeah. Which and they they do explain it. Yes. Um, yes. So, but that being said, um, speaking on the the uh, the. The gauntlets itself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm thinking that they're technically named after him. I'm thinking the mid is just short for Midoriya. If I had to guess, I could be entirely wrong. But I thought it, it is interesting. Like middle of his arm. Like, it could also be that, but like I, and it probably is mm -hmm. in all honesty. But I was just kind of like mid Midoriya. Eh. Um, but it was interesting to note that they were from America, mm -hmm. um, which is just like uh huh uh huh. -huh. They're 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 leaning in on the first movie, which they made canon after the fact. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. Probably. I mean, like, it, it would make the most sense. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, their design is very similar to the gauntlets that he had in the first movie. Not that I I still haven't seen the first movie, but they look very similar to like the the band design that he had. I, so. I have seen the first movie. It has been a while. I've only seen it once. I do recall that like the, the main, you know, character that you meet in the, in this movie as they go to this Island or whatever, right? Like he is literally making support items for all might, like trying to research things that yeah. all might could use. So this, if this is a literal throwback or, or related in some way, either of those make complete sense to me for sure. Mm hmm. Um, and then on top of that, uh, well, on that same page, then mm -hmm. the fact that like all might is now all in 
on mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. he's like, no going overboard before the big rematch. Yes. Like, he is all in on this fact that, like, Deku at some point is going to have to face Shigaraki. Yes. He is. He has resigned himself to that. And we see it later on in the chapter as well. But this is that, that first, like, there's no hesitation here. It's just like, you're doing good so far, but make sure that you don't go past whatever point. Mm-hmm until you come up to that big fight. Right. And I find um, Midoriya's response to All Might here on on the top of page 7 to be very interesting, right? Because All Might is just giving him very solid advice. Like, these these support items won't last 100%. Um, So if you go 100%, you're going to get injured. And so no going overboard before the big match, right? Uh, Before the big rematch. And Deku says audibly, right dot 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 but he thinks in his head no matter what happens to me which which tells me that he's actually internally still a little defiant against all might that like he's yes he's going to tell all might yes i'll I'll be a good boy yes i'm going to try and maintain like you know the health of my arms and legs and stuff like that but i'm not actually going to care that much because really doesn't matter what happens to me i'm going to do anything that possible to help everyone you know what i mean so it's it's i think it makes sense for his character yep and then moving right on into it afterwards, um, mm. then we get, uh, I guess, I at first I thought this was, uh, I thought this was like code word, um, but then I just realizing now it's just like, oh no, this just is freaking ringtone yeah uh is the, the Silver Age TV special ringtone, <laughs> uh, and then we've got Hawks yes. speaking on the other line, and it's just like, oh, Hawks is, uh, I, I guess they are officially in on it right now. Like yep. this isn't just, this isn't just the Midoriya. I'm on my, I'm on my own. I must be a vigilante patrolling the streets, and I can never have friends or family again. <laughs> um, like no, like there are other people that are now in on this situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, which again, I, I. I I don't know. I, I think some people were like, oh man, Deku's just going totally badass and he's on his own. And it's just like, it, it wouldn't have made sense for him to right. com- be completely on his own, guys. Like, right, right. They, ca- they can't. <laughs> especially given that Hawks and uh, Best Genist and, you know, obviously now Endeavor Endeavor too. all know what's happening. They they know what's at stake, right? They, they saw yeah. at the first hand um, what uh, Shigaraki did. And knowing that Shigaraki is related to All for One, related to like the biggest bad possible that they could ever face. And, and Midoriya is like the one that can stop him. You know what I mean? Like, obviously yeah. they're going to align themselves behind Midoriya. And that's what we see at the end of the chapter, right? Where it's like, yep, it's a team up the top three and Deku and all might. So super badass. Um, love that. Yeah. Uh, we get um, after the scene with Hawks or whatever. We, oh, um, but speaking oh, of the scene with oh, the Hawks, because yeah, there's one it. other important thing too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which ties into the, the fact that they have to be teamed up. Um, as we know, at this point, Deku can be pinpointed at any given yes. time. Yes. Which, because of that, means that he was essentially given two options moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was to be in complete isolation, almost akin to all for one where you are given every single protection but we know where you are mm-hmm. um and we can do things against it or 
you are constantly on the move. Yes. And that way you are not putting necessarily specific people in danger because you are constantly everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, he's doing this, he's able to be proactive. He's able like to get these villains off the street again. And like, because of that, because he's being proactive while they're not, you know, while they aren't together, while they haven't formed a cohesive attack unit or whatnot, he's able to pick them off one by one yep. to uh, lower their combat power. Once he finally gets to yes. the end game, slowly so, whittle them down. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's, yeah, that unfortunately then puts all might in the position that he is, where mm -hmm. he is the relay point between Midoriya and everybody else. Right. But he, again, once again, resigning himself to being in that role because he has to. Yep. And Deku has resigned himself to it as well. So, yep. Beautiful. And then... Yeah, and then we get to the hospital scene. Yes. Very crazy scene, uh, you know, where, you know, the previous scene with uh, Midoriya's mom and All Might, you know, was very powerful, you know what I mean? You know, her her crying and, and basically saying, like, you know, I, I don't agree to this. I don't, I don't want my son to be, you know, in danger, right? And and now it seems like on the top of page 11 um, or, you know, bottom of page 10, she says, may I ask for an explanation, right? And, and at the top of page 11, All Might kind of, thinking in his mind, probably looking at Midoriya, like, is that okay? And then we have a blank panel. So boom, okay, now now the mom knows the whole story, presumably, right? So mm -hmm. like he's they've explained all for one and one for all and 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 the the gravity of this situation. And and now, then getting into talking about Midoriya specifically um and his ability and and why he's the guy, right? And and she she understandably is very scared, you know what I mean, and and, and doesn't want her son to be in the situation. But I think they do a fantastic job of of kind of kind of just telling her like, ah, yeah, you can be sad, but we're still gonna do this. So just trust us, right? We are we're unfortunately at that point of no return. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's yeah, that's that's where the issue is. Mm -hmm. um, one one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> going yeah. Back again. Yeah, yeah. Um, with page 10. Yes. Because um, when we're explaining, um, or when the doctor is explaining things and whatnot, we finally learn part of the reason why Deku isn't in a mess like yes. everyone thought he was. Right. Um, and the fact of the matter was that he uh, was able to use Black Whip, mm -hmm. similar to what the mid-gauntlets are doing for him now, and they were causing suppression. Yep. Where they were making it so that, like, the force of his punches weren't just breaking through his arms and, like, causing more damage than they, what mm -hmm. they were. Um, Absorbing and then the after impact that, whatever, yeah. Right. And then after that, we've officially learned at this point, based on these numbers... Midoriya can now use 45% of his power. Yep. Without being hurt at and all, probably, right? Like, that's that's his minimum or his maximum of... That's that's fine for him to use. His body has gotten stronger. Very badass. Yep. Um, and, with again, with the gauntlets and whatnot, um, that only helps his yes. case. The fact that, like, he's able to reinforce his arms. And now, I mean, like... I'm hoping still that, like, the shoot style is still more of his... Yeah. main way of fighting because mm -hmm. like I get it they made the gauntlets that he can use like air force and whatnot with it but um if he just goes back to punching and whatnot like mm -hmm. that does admittedly make me kind of like ah well 
there goes the previous stakes sure. of him with how badly damaged his arms were. So, right. right. Um, which even then, like his arms, and I mean, this could also just be how it's depicted in the manga, but like his arms look better than how they did after he fought muscular. So I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. did his arms technically get better after fight? Like I, but the, the the fact that we are now at a 45% point is absolutely insane. Especially mm-hmm. when you consider like 5% was strong. Yes. It was like it, it put you above the average human and whatnot. And like, yeah, he could knock people around. It wasn't doing enough damage to most people. Mm-hmm. But when you now think of that times nine, yeah, he is becoming an actual contender. Oh yeah. So I'd love to see it. Absolutely. But, Yes, we we may get back to Midoriya's mom and like oh, no, oh no, my yeah. god. This, what what, what like, did you think about Midoriya's mom uh scene? I I think I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about it. Yeah. It's oh god, it's 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 really it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um because like at the end of the day she's just like she's hearing the fact that like ultimately he has to fight Shigaraki, but she's mm-hmm. like, but you you didn't beat him before. Right. It, that's how you got in the hospital in the, the first place. Like, how how are you going to be able to, like, do this? And yeah. he's just like, I, I've got to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't let... And, like, he flashes back to all these people that got hurt because they were in his vicinity right. and got hurt because of it. Like, he can't, can't let those people get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's... Like, he realizes, like, that she's sad and like then you've got just oh my god the emotional the emotional scenes of the, the flashbacks with mm-hmm. him and his mom and like playing pretend uh like with him being all might and yep the, the fact that she said like the fact mom that you said thank you meant a lot to me mm-hmm. and like like i love you so much and like i i do have to go but I will be home. Yes. Like he, he, he is resolved to do this, but he is resolved to yeah. coming back yeah. at the end of this. And then this, this determination is what makes All Might be like, no, this isn't the time for me to bow down and apologize. Mm-hmm. This is the time for me to stand up, be by his side and support him in this heavy decision that he has made. Yep. There's no more, there's no more room for apologies. It is time for action and support. And I love it. And then it's immediately followed up by best genus holding a phone in the most ridiculous way possible. So, you know, and the Hawks just sitting there and just like, well, that's an interesting way to hold a phone. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It's like a joke uh-huh. pose almost. Pretty much, yeah. And then, oh my god. And then Gran Torino. This scene with Gran Torino is just absolutely incredible, you know what I mean? Like, I I love, on the one hand, him saying, like, and and obviously Midori has just told him what um, Nana said, you know, from the the Vestige space. Like, tell tell Gran Torino, you know, I'm sorry and all that, and and, uh, (laughs) He, him, him saying flat out like I should have made the kill, and then he immediately says like, "Hey, and Deku obviously responds negatively to that to that statement." You know what I mean? Like that's a very grave statement, a very powerful, scary statement. Sometimes you know what I mean? And he says like, "Hey, don't be so rigid." You know, killing can be another way to save someone. Very, 
very, very powerful. And then obviously giving him the the his cape, which to him is more of a, a scarf almost, right? But like uh he's he's got he's got the uh he's got the yellow cape. He was wearing it earlier in the chapter, and a good throwback to um that color that color spread on chapter three oh six where we saw you know, uh, Deku and Shigaraki kind of sitting on this, you know, on these TVs or whatever, and and Deku had that yellow cape or whatever. Just like, my God, what what a beautiful page sixteen there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I agree. Oh, man, it's just it's 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 really hard. But like mm-hmm. again, he's he's resigned himself to it too. It's just like I at this point I can't. So it, it it's up to you. Yeah, and I believe in you. And like mm-hmm. you, you can do this. Like, um, but yeah, the it, it just. I, I think it's really, it's important what he said. The fact that killing can be another way to save someone, because oh. that's the thing is that Midoriya wants to save everyone. Yep. Like, and realistically, it is. It's it's true. Like sometimes. Death has to be the answer, especially like like Shigaraki's one thing, but mm-hmm. just given the the quirk singularity theory, there are more and more people where their quirks are becoming too dangerous for them to handle. Right, and sometimes death is a mercy. Like it's yeah. it's not something that I want him to experience, but. I think at some point it's going to happen. Yep. Whether whether that is is at the end or something leading up to it, mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen because I, I obviously I know one of the biggest complaints that people have about MHA is, oh, but what about the stakes? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, first of all, yes, there were stakes. Yes, a lot of people died. Maybe not enough people that you wanted to die didn't die, but. Mm-hmm. Everything that changed in society is stakes. Exactly. People. 100%. Like, a lot of people got out of prison. Mm -hmm. That is stakes. Mm -hmm. The the fact that, like, again, society changed as a whole. You have certain civilians, again, that were so apprehensive to Yo and the other heroes' help. Yep. Is stakes. The fact that other people have been forced into these various schools for their own safety is stakes mm-hmm. and i get it people are bloodthirsty <laughs> it's that that it is it's one of those truths mm-hmm. with the my hero fandom they are bloodthirsty they can try to deny it but they are right i think people are gonna die again i don't know who right but that that line you can't just say that line without it having some kind of fruition mm-hmm. down the line it's gotta happen. So I totally, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. Mm. Um, did you have any thoughts on the last page? Um, just overall, in terms of this uh, this team up of of the whole uh, endeavor, Hawks, Best Genist, and and Deku and All Might. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Um, because I'm very curious, especially given Endeavor, mm-hmm. um, and now his relationship with his son with Bakugo, other people, and even same thing can be said with Hawks and same thing can be said with Best Genist. Mm-hmm. It makes me question what kind of information or leeway they can actually give to the other UA students. Because mm-hmm. obviously Deku's friends are all going to be concerned for his well-being and whatnot. 
Um, I mean, if I had to guess, I'm thinking that Deku cut off communication with Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, up to this point, like, yeah, he had to, he decided to confide in him, but after that last fight, there's no way he wants to put him in that kind of line of danger again. Right. So, like, I I feel like at some point they're going to be reunited and Bakugo is going to deck him and he's just going to be like, hey, I told you that we were in this together kind of thing, but I'm interested to see what kind of information or how, how they react to other people asking them about the situation, if, mm-hmm. if people even know. But right. again, given the fact that they are the top three heroes, like, they gotta know something. Mm-hmm. So... I'm very curious to see how that unfolds. Um, I'm very curious to see how even the stuff with Endeavor and his family, how that unfolds right, um, right. with how they have to handle Dobby and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I'm very curious. Uh, best genus is the freaking man. I mean, the, the fact that that guy lost ribs and died and then he didn't die. <laughs> and then like, he is just like, I'm the best. Look at me and my magnificent handling of giant metal wires and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. so good. And with Hawks, it's so one of the interesting things to note with Hawks. And I, again, this is less more so on the, the team up side of things, sure, but more sure. on the detail work with Hawks. His, his wings have not grown back yep. to what they were. Um, like, and, and his that, voice it makes me still, question if they ever will. His voice is still burned. You can Probably. see, like, on, on page 8, for example, you can see his speech bubbles are, are still wiggly, as if he's still oh. his or whatever his throat. Oh, that is a fantastic detail catch right there. You are correct, sir. <laughs> but, I don't... The, the team crazy, up is definitely going to be interesting. If he ever gets healed fully, you know what I mean? Like, his wings, as you're saying, right? Like, he was the guy with those fucking wings, and if he doesn't have those wings, like, dang, what is he doing right now? Yeah. Which, I mean, at this point, the only person that could potentially realistically maybe do it would be Aerie, but right. again, we don't know the full capabilities that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even that being said, and I, I've stuck to this theory before, and I will continue to stick with it, the reason why like um, uh, Eraserhead is still the same as he is, like mm-hmm. with all the, the images, that we, images that we've been shown post injuries and whatnot. I don't think that they can actually show somebody that is seriously injured to Aerie just because of any PTSD that it would bring back. Sure, sure. The fact that she was able to do what she did with Mirio, there weren't any physical signs of certain things that she saw. Mm-hmm. Like, for all intents and purposes, Mirio looked the same. Mm-hmm. It was just internal things that had to be changed. Whereas with uh with Hawks or Eraserhead, gruesome injuries. Yeah. Very gruesome injuries for her to see that kind of stuff, like just like go panic and whatnot. So, and as far as we're concerned, the only other person that has any kind of like healing of any kind of caliber is Recovery Girl. And even she has her limits to what she has. So, um, which again, another thing with stakes. The fact that there are actual injuries that these people have, like, is great. You don't mm-hmm. see that as often with freaking other series. Like, right. just saying. Oh, I mean, yeah. 
just to make a direct contrast, like mm-hmm. with Naruto, how he was like, he did like his Rasen Shuriken one time. Tsunade was just like, he can never do this again, or his chakra points will be destroyed. And it was just like, Naruto was just like, power up. And then he's just like, infinite Rasen Shurikens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the same here with My Hero Academia. There have been actual stakes. Like, right. I made the joke of like Midoriya's arms not looking as damaged as they were compared to musculars, but the damage is still there. Yes. And for yes. other people that have experienced damage, the effects have still been there. Mm-hmm. Those are legitimate stakes, so people need to stop complaining about it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's ow, it's it's just another it's another great chapter of My Hero Academia, and um, I, I continue to be excited uh, for what's to come. Um, as well as a potential, maybe, student breakout mission to be like, we're gonna go find Midoriya and support <laughs> him kind of thing. And... Oh my god. Good stuff, yeah. good stuff. Uh, do you have uh, anything else uh, for this chapter? No, I think... Honestly, I think we covered everything mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, just, again, solid chapter. And, yeah. Um, even if it was, it's, even if it started out with the only two other named people from Yo's school joining the fray and ultimately doing nothing, right? You know how it is, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, okay, I guess one last thing. Yeah. Uh, since uh, people love uh, complaining about character management and one A, I can't wait to have continued non-development from other characters in class 1A that have done almost nothing. Yeah, let's do it. More more nothing with people like Coda right, <laughs> or right. Invisible Girl. Like, just like... Then who knows if we even still have a freaking traitor at the school or not. I don't even know anymore. It's right, just... Right. I mean, that's a thing, supposedly, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, well, okay. Alright. No, if I had to guess... If I legitimately had to guess, there probably still is a traitor at UA, and there's probably some kind of scene that's going to happen where, with all the people that are safe there, the traitor is going to try and jeopardize that. If I had to guess. But... Sure, sure. Ah, so much, know. so much stuff <sighs> remaining for us in Hero, but that was a supposedly right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for that uh, great Hero analysis. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it. Everyone, uh, thank you so much for watching. If you did, go ahead and slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button if you're new, and uh, click the bell icon next to that subscribe button so we can notify you when new content is live. And of course, uh, go ahead and visit the video description below to find, uh, as I said earlier, links to our social media accounts like Twitter, online communities like Discord, links to listen to the Project Manga podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you normally listen to your podcasts. Uh, Check out our online store and Patreon. We would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. And... With all that being said, I think that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you again, Axel, for joining. This was a a lot of fun. Always a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Hell yeah, awesome. But yeah, wrapping up, I'm your host, Nickums, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 